0: Today's episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by MUBI, a curated streaming service dedicated to elevating great cinema. For a free 30-day trial subscription, go to MUBI.com slash Film Stage.
1: Everybody cares, everybody understands. Yes, everybody cares about you yeah, and whether or not you
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Film Stage Show, that we review podcast from FilmStage.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian J. Rowan. With me today, we have Robin Barr.
2: Go to the light.
0: We also have Bill Graham. Lasagna. We will get to the lasagna, Bill. I swear. I promise you, we will get to the Lasagna, lasagna. Lasagna. What are we talking about? Garfield's Tale of Two Kitties? Calm down. (laughs) Today, to help us talk about the newest film from writer well, no, not writer in this case, director Darren Aronofsky, The Whale, we've got Daniel Schroeder. It's actually Schrader. Schrader, goddammit. All good. The one time I don't ask someone what their freaking name is beforehand.
2: Do you not know how to pronounce German names?
0: No, I don't. It's Mm. a controversial
3: pronunciation.
0: I I am a fan of the uh, member of the Peanuts who plays the piano, and so I I thought. I knew
3: oh, what trust I was me. Doing. Is it very confusing because my dad has a number of those figurines and things <laughs>
2: around the house? Yes, it's like self trolling.
0: Yes, <sighs> mother of God. Anyway, so we're just gonna let that linger. Let my shame exist.
4: Well, we can move on to lasagna instead. No,
0: no, no. We have to let me broil on this. It's also weird because, like, there's a Paul Schrader and he uses an A and not an O. I don't understand. And that's actually my little brother. I have a Paul... My little brother. <laughs> little brother Paul, Paul Schrader. He's actually who I was talking about. He spells his <laughs> name differently than you.
3: <laughs> yes. Great filmmaker. Question. Really is little it brother.
0: Really is it really Paul?
3: My little brother's name is Paul.
2: Oh, goodness.
3: So, anyway. Incredible. We've really gotten uh, off to a great start
0: yeah this is this is how the best episodes begin uh with uh, talking about family and misunderstanding names and bill consistently screaming about lasagna lasagna before we talk about lasagna for whatever reason uh daniel schrader would you like to introduce yourself to our listening audience
3: Sure. Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Daniel Schrader. I'm a podcast producer at Slate, where I make In Case You Missed It, which is a podcast about internet culture. And uh, I'm also the host of a podcast with my friend Ingu Kang. Uh, Our first season was all about Almodovar, about the films of Pedro Almodovar. And our second season was about Jane Campion, all about Campion. And who knows what the next one will be about?
2: All about Nancy Myers.
0: All about Eve.
4: Well, it can't be Nancy Myers. It would have to be all about Myers, and I can see why that would be confusing.
2: Oh, true. Maybe you just to get all the Myers is on there.
4: That's a. Lo- There's a lot of Myers. You would have to do Mike Myers, Oscar, and no. then Mike Myers, Myers Briggs.
2: Oh, that's true. Oh, boy, you would get so many viewers or uh, listeners from Myers Briggs. Which Ugh, is thing. Not listeners, yeah, I
0: want. Just
4: like
2: yeah, exactly.
0: 400,000 white girls all trying to figure out what's right on their hinge profile.
4: Daniel's like, 400,000? No, shove off the cliff. Don't want those.
0: I don't need those numbers. That's not my audience. Nope. <laughs> them and Enneagrams, get them out of here.
2: Yeah, get them out of here.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: But Scorpios, we're
0: in. Like Can we talk about lasagna? Bill has. Bill, we mentioned before the rolling on this podcast that Italians have a Thanksgiving lasagna, and Bill is i don't even know the word uh flummoxed and excited to learn about thanksgiving lasagna. it's just a lasagna you eat on thanksgiving like you go you Wait, my first question yes, was absolutely. is it is it made with turkey no, right because
4: like it if, is... if it's on thanksgiving and it's a lasagna yes. then it's got to be made with turkey and and the answer apparently is no That's the craziest like, thing i've ever
0: heard no it is a no, lasagna just... <laughs> that you eat in addition to the turkey But can I pitch a Thanksgiving
3: lasagna that's like noodles, but then layers of ground turkey and stuffing
0: and (gasps) gravy? Wow, that sounds like the worst Wait, so it's like a
2: shepherd's pie, but Thanksgiving flavored. This sounds great. This sounds great. It's a Thanksgiving sandwich.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love Thanksgiving
2: sandwiches. Pasta is
3: just wet bread, so.
2: Egg. <laughs> I very,
4: I you already... caught robin off guard she was about to agree and then and then her better judgment
0: was robin like wait like no this feels right no this feels very wrong. <laughs> some
2: things are definitely wet bread like you know bread like pudding. Gnocchi. it's just wet bread no i don't even know what gnocchi is it's like
4: french you... toast is wet bread at a certain point
2: uh, yes exactly yep I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. I mean, technically, gazpacho is wet bread because you're just sticking some bread in there to soak up all the juice. Sorry, and isn't then
0: gazpacho like a cold tomato soup. Yeah.
2: It, yes, but you put bread in it. No, and then you, you, don't. you just like yes, no, you. you put sleeping pills with... in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is Jesus this a movie Christ. reference,
0: or are we about to yes. learn something dark? That's... about
2: That's an Almodovar go watch reference.
0: Women
3: on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Okay. No, please
2: don't. It's such a headache. It's right, well, <laughs> a headache in the best way
3: possible, Robin. Get out of here. You like the skin I live in. I don't care about I love your the taste. The skin
1: I live
0: in, Robin. Is it like that one's literal, great. Is it a literal headache? Like when I watch No Sudden Move.
2: There, well, there's a literal headache in the film. Um, it's a headache to watch, but not a visual headache.
3: It's a delightful
0: farce in the best way.
2: Yeah, if you're into farce, which I'm allergic to.
0: I kind of like farce. Like, I like like a good Frasier kind of level farce.
2: If you want to watch a movie about a woman constantly trying to call her ex-boyfriend, as a movie for you. Oh
0: my God, that sounds fucking interminable. Why would anyone ever want to watch that? Because
3: it's Daniel. hilarious. It stars a very young and very hot Antonio Banderas. It is the movie that really made Pedro Amadovar break out on the international scene and is just like a beautiful, sumptuous delight to look at.
0: So. That's, That's why colorful. Robin claims that it is a headache, so, you know.
2: I mean, I've seen worse Almodovar movies, so.
0: Oh, I can name something.
2: Yeah, like, I forget the one where, well, Time Me Up, Time Me Down is just oh no, a that great one's love great. story. I loved that made.
0: one, I think. Fuck off. I'm pretty sure I loved that one. Yeah, that Someone one was go back good. and listen to that podcast and tell me what my opinion was.
2: Hated that one. And then, what's the one where Antonio Banderas is like the gay murderer lover oh
3: wow robin you are saying all the wrong things <laughs> because law I of love desire is, mothers. <laughs> law of desire is a beautiful fun amazing movie where he plays mm. a gay murderer who then ends up killing himself out of love sure so
2: i remember one scene Spoiler where alert? the woman is like Sprayed with water, and she's just like her tits are, you know, all over the place. Yes, Carmen okay, wait, Maura one yeah. of
4: Pedro Amadovar's like <laughs> famous
2: music.
0: <laughs> I he mean,
1: is. she's I,
4: close. I'm yelling lasagna, and Brian's yelling tits. So yeah, wait, you got I mean, all the bases Brian. covered. Remember
0: when, remember when we were supposed to be describing Italian Thanksgiving to Bill, and now we're talking about wet tits?
2: Uh, <laughs> it's the natural progression of things.
0: Are wet tits also like pasta, much in the same way wet bread is?
2: in the sense that it's just doughy
0: hmm. i don't I like, like this, where this is, is going i feel doughy. like this
3: isn't going anywhere
0: we should <laughs> okay is doughy <laughs> a right. term that we want to use to describe breasts <laughs> mm,
2: just so sticky I mean, and Robin doughy. Is, maybe or, we should Robin let this is the
0: woman so
3: maybe we should just I let mean... this joke bake a little longer
2: <laughs> hey <laughs> anyway i just want to finish up by saying lasagna sucks
0: lasagna's Peace. great lasagna's the best.
2: mic drop
0: Lasagna's incredible.
2: I like lasagna. That's
0: oh, wonderful. Yeah. Bill, you should uh, go to an Italian Thanksgiving. You can get some lasagna. and I'm not his.
4: Yeah, no. Because I would try and put turkey in yours. Hmm.
0: That would be... As, know, as Like, into your own lasagna? Or would you, like, be wrestling my aunt trying to, like, throw a turkey into the lasagna?
4: <laughs> I would just be saying to her, why, why can't we do this with turkey? Which layer is instead turkey? of? turkey? <laughs> um whatever the ground beef layers usually are I guess. Yeah, That's ground beef.
0: Well, <laughs> you make
2: a ground turkey. Then you
0: get yeah. some ricotta cheese and you put it on some mozzarella.
4: Yeah. I, I didn't realize that you could buy ricotta like at the store what? until I was in college and then I just Where did you got think it came I, from I, I mean I didn't I didn't know i don't i don't have a clue did you, you ever go to a, like a cheese aisle or like where
3: you get like butter and <laughs> no. yogurt?
4: no not really you never um, went to a dairy
2: aisle this is fucking not not privilege. until college
4: not what until college fuck? Did i wasn't parents- trying to build my own lasagna like what the, what the fuck <laughs> um so I did
2: your parents not take you to the grocery store
4: why would i care about that
0: what does that mean? If you're grocery like a stores child, are one of the you can best experience be left at home yeah. while your parents I, are
4: I, shopping. I went up and down the interior aisles. I didn't bother with the outside aisles. So all the aisles filled
3: with
0: garbage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Like the opposite of the way that you're supposed to go at a grocery store.
4: Yes, as an adult, yes. But yes. as a kid, as I'm in the interior
0: kid, aisles. Let
2: me let me. add. this feels like a major parenting fail. Let me ask.
0: Yeah, I was about to say when you entered the grocery store with your parents, did they like unclip you from your leash like you were at a dog park and just say like, <laughs> "Go, we'll find you later."
4: <laughs> I think this is also like only child syndrome as well, where I was just I'm like, an I, I don't
2: fucking know. Child, are you serious? I am yeah. the only child. Robin, you were
0: never set loose in a grocery store while your parents went to do other things without you.
2: I think I was doing the grocery shopping.
0: Okay. Well, I
4: was
2: not. <laughs> I, was
3: definitely definitely not. There, man. <laughs> I feel like this is the difference between boy and girl only. Yeah.
2: Children. I'm telling you, it's the male privilege.
3: The male I don't privilege know,
0: that
2: I enjoy. didn't know
4: ricotta was a thing.
2: It <laughs> is, because you're so fucking sheltered that you never had to go down the goddamn dairy aisle. Also,
0: you're not Italian, clearly, because, you know.
2: Well, clearly. Yes. Well, I I thought I
4: thought the layer of cheese in lasagna and various other dishes was like a different form of cheese that was like processed, right? Not like its own brand of cheese or its own type of cheese. I thought it was just like like, just
0: like mashed up some mozzarella or something. Yeah,
4: yeah, like took some. Yeah, whatever. And then and then I didn't (laughs) realize again. (laughs) Uh, I thought they processed it. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm sure I've never run across the, uh, the usual ingredients for like different pinnays and stuff like that. So I'm just like, I don't know. But anyways, uh, I realized that you can buy it in a tub and that was a bad idea because I consumed that tub pretty quickly and I was like, Oh,
0: scary amount about bill right now.
3: You just you just raw dogged a tub of ricotta.
4: Yes. Uh, like, also, you you I might have about eaten pennies. it alongside with other
0: things. You know, like that penne some chips is, is like a, t- a a shape. You know that penne is a shape of pasta, right? Okay,
4: <laughs> the, the level of Robin just
0: broke. You ate <laughs> chips and ricotta.
2: Yeah. Oh god,
0: I feel like. Like, I had a friend who would make desserts with ricotta, but it was like, you know, you just, like, sprinkle some, like, brown sugar in it or something. Yeah, like I mean, sure, kind of thing. Like, sure, sure. So that is fine. But, like, I do feel like there's something, I, w- I want to say sinister about a person who just eats it out of the tub without even, like, attempting to make any kind of, like, fanfare about it.
2: It's like he didn't even know it existed, and then he just... <laughs> consumed it in its entirety not even I was like basically alterated. under the
4: I was basically under the impression that I had I had cheated somehow and found this and that it wasn't supposed to exist so I should consume it as fast as possible
0: and that's why bill for is not gut. allowed to look for bigfoots
2: <laughs> <laughs> big feet big
0: feet no they're bigfoots
2: um, so i think the idea of consumption and lack of control are extremely relevant to the film we are discussing today. Yes, but we oh, haven't even done like wow.
0: opening plugs is the problem. Like we are we're so deep. This is the weirdest rabbit hole.
2: We are talking about the whale today.
0: We are from a film from about Darren Aronofsky.
2: You know, excess and excess consumption in so many parts of one's life, not even just related to food.
0: Correct. Very, very true. Well put, Robin. But before we do that, all the usual stuff. You can find us on Twitter at Film Stage Show, Facebook, The Film Stage Show, email us podcast at filmstage.com. Give us a comment or rating on iTunes if you feel inclined to. And don't forget that you can become a patron of this episode or this episode. You can become a patron of this podcast by going to patreon.com slash the Stage show. Little is one dollar an episode, you get access to our Slack channel and first crack at all of our raffles and stuff. So do please go to patreon.com/slash Stage show to give us your money. We are also brought to you by MUBI, um, the curated streaming service that is dedicated to elevating great cinema. From iconic directors to emerging auteurs, there's always something new to discover. With MUBI, each and every film is hand-selected. It's like your own personal film festival streaming anytime, anywhere. And one of the films that they just released onto their service that I wanted to talk to you all about is Results by Andrew Bajalski. Who has seen results? Not I. Bill? Nope. No. Are nope. you? We've. Rec- we Okay. Maybe this is before your time because we 100 have an episode about this. I, um, I might have. <laughs> just doesn't remember. Anyway, way, with more famous actors and less lo fi look than his earlier films, Results is still unmistakably Andrew Bujalski. As it wavers between peppy credulity and self-start of uh, a self-starter and the wry cynicism of a divorce, this warm rom-com echoes the highs and lows of independent filmmaking. The synopsis is as follows. Danny is recently divorced, newly rich, and utterly miserable. His ennui is, however, interrupted by a trip to the local gym where he meets stealth-styled guru-slash-owner Trevor and irresistibly Cerebic trainer Kat. Soon their three lives are inextricably knotted, both professionally and personally, this movie rules. It got Kobe Smulders in it as well as Guy Pierce. So I recommend that everyone here uh, who likes good films go check it out. You can get a free thirty day trial subscription movie by going to mubi.com/filmstage. That's mubi.com/filmstage for a whole month of great cinema for free.
4: Yeah, I recognize this movie poster for sure.
0: <laughs> so, but no, I did not end up watching this movie. Okay, maybe you just weren't on that day, or maybe it was before your time. It I kind of want to look it up now. Uh, oh man, unfortunately, this is not an SEO optimized movie title, so I cannot do that right now. <laughs> um,
2: yep, <laughs> i like the whale.
0: Unlike The Whale, which could could mean nothing else but this. Um, yes, I'm not even going to ask if there's anything to talk about before we get into our feature review, because we've already talked about way too much. So here we are to talk about The Whale, the newest film from director Darren Aronofsky, um, with a screenplay by the playwright uh, who wrote the play on which this is uh, based, and that is Samuel D. Hunter. This movie stars Brendan Fraser, I'm going to read the IMDb summary, because sometimes that's funny. A reclusive, morbidly obese English teacher attempts to reconnect with his estranged changed daughter. Damn it, IMDb. You did it. <laughs> you failed. You did it this time. You actually did it. Anyway, here is the trailer.
1: Do you forget the feeling?
4: People are incapable not caring
0: people are amazing all right so that is part of the trailer for the whale this movie i was gonna say is out in theaters now i do not know that that is the truth um but it is definitely award season's contender it has gotten a lot of accolades and sparked a lot of discussions, and we are looking forward to having one here today. We begin, of course, in our spoiler-free section, and we start with our guest. Daniel, what are your nutshell thoughts on The Whale? Uh,
3: my I guess my thoughts are, I love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a movie for me. I found it, like... It felt frustrating and dated and uh, kind of like in conversation with things 10 years ago that didn't really feel relevant now and didn't really love any of the characters, felt too much like this is a play and many other things that I'm sure we will get into.
0: I feel like we had a discussion about the phrase. I love that for you on this podcast recently, and we were instructed that it was an insult. Am I wrong about that? You're not not you're wrong.
2: Correct. <laughs> but I'm okay being insulted by Daniel.
0: Okay. It I just works. I I the second I heard I love that for you I was like, shit, that we had a whole thing about that and I don't even remember what it was for.
2: Yeah, it's meant to be like a it's like bless your heart.
0: Yes. yes. I, re- I recall the, that being the statement that was made. My take is that
3: this movie is ally content. It's not for me, but it is for people who want to feel good about
0: gays. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Let's move on. Bill Graham. Yeah, uh, I
4: really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think what's interesting is there are going to be a lot of different diverging opinions based on your own experiences, based on expectations, based on uh what your own history has kind of, uh, you know, given you. There's also a lot of baggage because this is an Aronofsky film and he is a whole can of worms all unto himself. Um, And I think... The play aspect is like I, I understand that that criticism a little bit, but I also just think that the film feels like, you know, it's it's also revolving around someone that is not uh, hypermobile. And so I totally understand why this is kind of a one location uh, shot film. Um, it certainly doesn't take place over a long period of time. Um, so I think most of that stuff kind of falls to the wayside, at least for me. Um, but. All in all, I really enjoyed it. I thought the performances across the board are really strong. Um, Sadie Sink uh, comes in like a whirlwind, and I didn't really like her character, but I thought she played it really well. So um, I'll say that much already. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think I think this will be a interesting discussion, and um, we'll see where it goes from there.
0: <laughs> all right, Robin Barr.
2: Oh boy, this is going to be an interesting one, um, Daniel. I did not plan it this way. So I also, <laughs> <laughs> I also loved the movie, but but it, there's it comes with a lot of caveats. Um, it is the kind of movie that I absolutely understand why people hate it. It is exploitative, it's triggering, it's really hard to watch. Um, it it can probably be offensive to lots of people, um, and I say that as like a fat person who has a lot of feelings when people put on fat suits in movies Um, it's, you know, I'm not like, I'm not like ban all fat suits or anything, but it, it definitely, as you said, feels dated um, because of that. So many of the choices in this movie definitely feel dated. And that's, I think it's also supposed to be set, not in 2022, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I just assumed it was like set in the early 2010s. Um, It it's just, a movie that I don't know if I can in good conscience recommend to other people, kind of in the way that I loved Joker, but knew when I was watching Joker that I had bad taste when I was watching it and I still <laughs> was into it anyway. <laughs>
0: you were not And that's how I on, feel about the whale. <laughs> you were not on our Joker episode, were you? No, but why God, Is that, that would have been awesome. I don't know, because like everyone hated it or something, I feel. Mm.
2: I mean, and I understand why I get why people don't like the whale. I get why people don't like Joker. For me, it was such an emotional experience that I couldn't, I couldn't ignore that. Um, I thought the performances are really stunning. Hong Tao, uh, obviously Brendan Fraser, who is so endearing in this movie, even though it's like, obviously such an Oscar grab. And I did not really enjoy his, um, his speech at the critics choice Awards, which we can talk about. Um, Sadie Sink, I think she's great, but I, but she, like you said, she comes in like a whirlwind. I mean, she's a tornado and it's like a very showy performance, but I think she made me feel something so that her character is a total beehead. So I feel like that <laughs> worked. Um, I don't know. I just, I found myself so interested in what was happening on screen. I think it was maybe the production design where it really did a lot with such a small space. Um, it really feels grody in the way that a Darren Aronofsky film uh, you know, typically does it's it's like total Aronofsky for better or worse it's like peak Aronofsky whether that means something good or bad I don't know but it's just it, this movie is very him um, but yeah I, I get why it's divisive uh, I'm not saying I have good taste I'm just saying this is why it appealed to me
0: I find it interesting that you say it's like the most Aronofsky I I don't I don't know that I'd agree with that. I think this is actually the most subdued he's ever been. I, I actually, that's one of the things. This is I, subdued for Aronofsky. For maybe, Darren, okay, if you're not having mother, like a butt to butt dildo, point, dildo session, Aronofsky? sure. Like, <laughs> you know, like the man who made Noah, where biblically accurate angels have to fight with like the sons of Cain, Aronofsky. Like,
4: yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think monsters, the
2: deepest. He goes to those deep, like emotional, like, you know, who, who but him would start a movie? And I guess maybe this is a spoiler, but whatever. Fuck it. Who would start a movie with a 600 pound man jerking it to some porn in the first, like one second of you being Tom on the Solans. screen? What? Uh. Oh, but probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't eat the tuna sandwiches. You asked um, that
0: question. And I just tell you, the second you said that, I was like, well, I know who would. <laughs>
2: fine okay you have got me but the point is it's it, i i feel like i'm going to end this episode agreeing with daniel i don't know i'm just like
3: yes come over to the dark side actually
2: <laughs> i still love it i just side. know it's like why it's trashy and stagey and histrionic like i get it it's
0: totally staging histrionic and i loved it this is a so did I. Movie. this is top 10 am, of the year stuff am really- i taking
3: crazy pills yes what is happening here was i just brought here to like have three people tell me why they're wrong there was i
2: didn't think bill would have liked the movie
4: (laughs) wow okay jesus christ
2: you don't
0: know me and aronofsky fan of the whale and she's like i love it but no one else ever could and then she's surprised when a bunch of other people
2: do. i am shocked oh i thought you would brian you would like it brian because you're i don't know you're just like a movie masochist Probably in the same way that I am. Like I was just watching funny games right before we came on here. Uh, you know, just yeah, for but a funny. Funny games Sunday like night movie. hates
0: people. This movie is a like. Well, my, Michael optimistic. hates people. <laughs> yeah, Michael Hanukkah has never uh, met a person he couldn't hate. Um
2: yeah, basically. But yes, movie, it is this is a very optimistic favorite. Yeah, this
0: is an incredibly optimistic except story. when he
2: I think dies at the end.
0: Wow. Okay. So spoilers.
2: (laughs) I just decided we're in spoilers. I I haven't even said. (laughs) I know. I
4: I was like, I was gonna try and transition over to Brian, like giving his nutshell thoughts, and Robin's just like dies at the end. I'm just like, oh, okay. Nutshell, I just
2: nutted the the end. (laughs) Just (laughs) like he
0: (laughs) Robin just nutted. That's the pull quote for this episode. Mm. Are we done? Is that is It's over, right? Like we spent 14 minutes talking about wet bread, lasagna, and tits, and then Robin just said she nutted, and now we don't.
4: Don't forget the ricotta. Don't don't leave the ricotta. Bill
0: eats ricotta. Bill nutted the
2: ricotta.
3: (laughs) I mean, it sounds like we spent the amount of time that this film deserves discussing it.
0: (laughs) Oh my god! Wow. Um. No, if we spent just, two and a half yeah. hours talking about fucking Avatar, we can spend at least two hours talking about this movie. Um do we have to though? We don't have to. No. I uh I'd be fine not. Somebody start a clock. Uh there is a clock running. We have been talking for 27 minutes. Excellent. Excellent. Um yeah, I liked this movie. I, I, I loved this movie. This movie was a uh you know what's funny is that it feels like it should have been a difficult sit, but it actually like flew by. I
2: It flows by it's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. What? No. It's,
3: it's amazing. No. The movie <laughs> Absolutely not. It is the slowest movie I have ever seen.
0: Nothing Cries happens Angel and at my then table. nothing happens. Oh, and then nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Except for all the stuff that happens. Um this movie is is great. I I loved it. I liked watching, I liked learning about these characters. I liked seeing the emotional journeys that each one of them went on. I liked seeing the way that these people who are only drawn together by their feelings towards this man, whether they be positive or negative, interacting with one another and circling around him. And uh, yeah, I thought Frager's performance was just like remarkable. I think Sadie Sink, it, it, like, <laughs> this character is a fucking nightmare of a human being. But yeah. Sadie Sink her makes her- And that's her own mother hates her. It's her actually-
3: it's actually something I think that's a holdover from the play because I was reading the review of the play from 2012 and the reviewer in the New York Times was very much like these women are poorly written characters.
0: No, I think she's well written. I th- I actually understand Oh, see, that I doing. didn't I and didn't care for the I didn't care for her at all. No, I I loved her as a character. I think that it's a difficult character and a difficult character to play and I think that Sadie Sink actually like nails the shit out of it. Um I I love her. I think she's great in this movie as an actress in this movie as an actress in this movie. (laughs) She's great. Um, Samantha Morton brings a lot of surprising uh, notes to her play. I think Ty Simpkins is probably the weak point. I think that he's more good as a foil than a character. And I think is he the twink? Uh, No. Yes. No, no. I don't think he is. No,
2: no. What's your take on it, Daniel. Yes, Is the twink. He a twink.
0: Isn't What makes like too him a twink big to be a twink? Oh, bless y'all's hearts.
3: No, he's like a small skinny
0: guy. He's he skinny a twink. Movie? The the guy who's like, think, hey I don't
2: remember him as being skinny. Yeah,
0: I remember him as being like normal.
2: Right, Re- yeah, like regular size. Like
0: average. We'd, twinks can be average size. No, you just said they had to be skinny. <laughs> You're changing. Wait, OK, how
4: are we defining twink? Yeah. What are is we- what is skinny? What is skinny? Like is skinny? Hey, you should eat something or is skinny like, oh,
0: you, you it, look not skinny. A starting, is the starting pitcher for the New York Yankees skinny? What? I couldn't tell you
3: what the starting <laughs> pitcher for the New York Yankees looks like. So I don't know, but probably not. Because most athletes wouldn't be considered twinks, but anyway, we don't need to. Wait, get Wait, wait. I want
2: you to say more about what you mean by him being a twink. Are you just speaking physically, or is there something? Oh twink-ish? yeah, physically.
3: I was just saying. Oh, like, okay. I was just being flippant and dismissive. Like I, because I
2: was like, it's... oh, maybe there's some subtext
3: no. about this guy
2: being like a twink that I missed. Like you know, from the cultural sense. Robin,
3: some... I'm sorry, but all the subtext is text in this movie.
2: Well, that's what I thought. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay that's helpful for me um that sorry I'm less for that dumb than distraction no but yeah i i can understand he's the also the only other man on the screen it is the only other man who's not wearing a fat suit so i guess i could see what you mean don't to don't
4: don't short shrift the pizza guy
0: yeah
2: the voice of the pizza guy no we see him no, once we see him I barely and, remember, and that. he's disgusted, like, and he runs away. It's no, what
3: like, sends his... him. It's what sends uh, the main guy into his like final binge.
2: No, I remember that. I just couldn't remember what the guy looked like.
1: Was he uh, like a guy? These guys, <laughs> he just, he was nose, just a guy. Yeah.
2: Uh, I yeah, that was interesting. That kind of went nowhere, um, except for like being a MacGuffin, I suppose.
0: I, guess I mean so. i don't know i don't know that it's what was it with a guffin for for the
2: final binge
0: no because like i don't know. like a macguffin has to be like an object that drives the plot like the final binge isn't driven yeah by the plot. he was it's the object emotional... he was like
2: the sexual object That could potentially
0: the sexual object. Well, the
4: pizza guy. I
3: wouldn't say sexual. uh, Personally, I wouldn't say sexual object, but I do think that there is a way that he is like the object that inspires the final binge because he is like developing this connection with uh, Brendan Fraser's character, like over, like outside, like hey, my Mm -hmm. name's my name's Daniel or whatever. And so then it's like, oh, I've developed this personal connection with this person, but then when he goes out and like the guy actually sees him and is like, oh my god, and is disgusted, which is something that this movie really wants us to look at is people being disgusted by this fat guy um that's what and they want like, us to be
2: disgusted are. by it too
3: right I don't and know then be I disgusted with at that. being I mean, disgusted like with
0: that there there are aspects of his physical appearance that just are disgusting but like i don't think they think they want us to see that we ought not to be disgusted by him
2: Okay, I just <laughs> I want to point out what I'm saying here which is the man is not really a character. He's more of sp- he's more somebody that's spurring the plot and like the emotions of the plot because they develop this connection. You kind of think maybe this is some guy that's going to like inspire Brendan Fraser to I don't know, feel attracted to somebody again and no, then oh I totally read it that way like that maybe this no, guy it's just is like
0: he's a guy who's like nice he's just like a nice guy no, in this, this, in there this... was
2: tension there there was like flirtation there Daniel I, don't, no?
3: agree you, I don't agree with you <laughs> I don't agree
2: I think that's I think I think it a
4: most charitable reading of that is that there's a one-way street that that's potentially a flirtation but it's definitely not on the guy's part the the piece of guy wow, i don't I, totally, I don't feel like
2: i mean i sure I, I believe y'all but like that is not at all how i read it it was definitely to me like this guy's being nice to him maybe maybe he can love again that's, maybe this guy is no, like
0: Robin, opening
2: himself up to this poor dude I don't know. I mean, but there was definitely Charlie
0: mm, basically agreeing to die in a week. Yes, this movie is is us watching him kill himself. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's leaving Las Vegas, and
2: that's my point. (laughs) Is that then? Then there's some hope when this like rando who has a cute voice is curious about him, and he's like a
0: cute voice. Okay,
2: I think Robin's sexually attracted
0: to Dan the pizza guy.
2: No, but I mean. (laughs) Or there Robin just a really wants some pizza. Fiction in this whole situation. <laughs> no, y'all are totally wrong.
0: More like slice fiction because he's a pizza guy.
2: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Oh boy, that oh. was a really cheesy joke.
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
0: Pizza pie. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Ricotta. Ricotta. <laughs> Ricotta. Anyway, y'all lasagna. That's okay.
0: It's all in the delivery. Boom. There we go oh boy
2: <laughs> okay so my anyway, whole so reading robin of this is, is they, have this the <laughs> they have this romantic connection they have this semi potentially romantic connection you're the only one who's saying
0: that i just want to be clear it. no one is because with robin. you're a hetero, and you're hetero. <laughs> we at the
4: film stage show do not <laughs> support this <laughs> the message views of
0: robin Bard do not necessarily <laughs> reflect the views <laughs> of everyone else at the film stage. you're just being
2: like a cishet male right now and i don't know what daniel's d- deal is he, why aren't you agreeing with me? That's rude. Um, but no, sorry, the whole thing I'm not an ally. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not being <laughs> an ally to Brian me. <laughs> I need an ally to to agree that there was a flirtation there, and then when that didn't work out, Brenda Fraser was like, "I'm just ready to die now." No, he's been ready to bench.
0: die like since his partner died.
2: No, I know, but he, this was like it.
0: No, they're like no. I think that it actively undermines the 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 soul of the movie to believe to believe that dan the pizza man represented anything other than a human being who's being kind who he literally like (laughs) robin he literally
3: waits for the pizza guy to leave every time so that he does not have to see him there is no world in which he was hoping that man was there
2: yeah he's always yeah okay i'm sorry but as like a person who does not fit I don't know, like typical beauty standards or whatever. Like I totally get what that feels like when you're frightened of somebody seeing you, you know, if you're not feeling the most confident about your visuals, I'm not saying I feel that way. Like now at this point in my life, but like there have certainly been times where I maybe wouldn't, maybe I would feel uncomfortable about somebody I'm attracted to observing me. How is this not a thing? Like you know that there are a million people who like catfish others, right? Like
3: I feel like we are spending a ton of time talking about like one guy who has three lines.
0: Yeah, this one guy is like the MacGuffin of the movie. I that is the craziest thing. The 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 only thing in this movie (laughs) it's the money that Charlie is dangling over Sadie's head, which her name is Ellie in the movie. The,
4: I
2: the think only
0: the thing, the
2: No, the they're Chow, they Samantha Morton, they're Sadie Sink, and they're Brenda Fraser. And Ty <laughs> Twinks or whatever.
0: <laughs> Ty twinks,
4: twinks. Twinks and Twinks. twinks, twinks, twinks. Uh, oh, boy. Okay. Uh, I think the only thing that the, the pizza guy kind of maybe spurs on is the fast forward of Brendan Fraser going, yep, okay. I am ready, right? Um I think he was always ready, throughout this film, but I think he's just like, nah, I'm just going to press fast forward at this point.
0: Right. So I, my, my read on it is his, 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 uh, boyfriend, right. They were never married dies. He's ready to go. Um, he's, he's going out through, you know, overeating and basically letting himself go and letting the entropy of his life, drag him down. And, and, the the pizza guy is just a nice guy who's out there, much as like the the students on the 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 yes, zoom the calls, zoom are calls. Just there. They are they are these glimmers of the outside world that he's getting. And this is a man who wants to be incredibly optimistic about the world around him. He reads his daughter's Moby Dick essay because he's so just like enamored of the interior life that this girl has poured into this essay. And like looking at this, this uh, novel that he knows so well in a way that he had never looked into it himself. And he is just enamored of humanity and everyone around him. But he also understands that the way that he is treating himself has put himself at a remove from them. And so he wants to maintain these relationships with people by hiding the aspect of himself that he knows will make them respond poorly. That but he like, believes will make them respond poorly. I think this movie is right. a really ungenerous
3: reading of how people will react to him. And uh, I really disagreed with it. I felt like people wouldn't be, like when his students all start like gasping and taking out their cameras and they're like, oh my God, this guy's so gross. It's like, you can see in frame as he's, they're zooming in on him. It just felt like that wouldn't, this isn't how this would actually
0: play out, in my opinion. I don't know. They fucking don't know. kids are the worst. I mean, yeah,
2: like, they, I, I, kids are the worst. There was someone also... on
0: TikTok who filmed a woman at an airport, like eating uh like some food that she'd gotten at the airport, and the woman was overweight, and the fucking person making the TikTok literally said, like, I'm over here, I'm I'm eating salads to try to stay thin, and this bitch is over here eating chicken nuggets, and like I'm I'm pretty positive she spoke those words aloud in front of this woman as she was making this TikTok about her. And like, yeah, there's like, people are fucking cruel as fuck. Like, there's a lot of shitty people in the world. Which makes this character's continued insistence that people are not that way or that they would generally prefer not to be that way, like even more like moving and interesting to me. Because like I have been through less than this dude has. And I have a much less charitable view of humanity.
2: I I also want to, so maybe I'm wrong. Cause I said in, at the beginning, I thought maybe it was not taking place in 2022 and the prevalence of the zoom life that he has, you know, with his students, I'm not saying it's set during the pandemic, but you know, that technology I don't think was as prevalent.
0: Oh, 100% you know. it was, especially for distance learning. When I, in 2015 and 16, I worked, at a at a uh, a place called Two U, that mm-hmm. was pioneering asynchronous and synchronous online courses that involved video,
2: and it stuff. looked like that with the squares and everything. Yeah, one hundred
0: percent. They called okay. it. They well, called, maybe they I'm had, wrong. They had like what they called the um the grid and the clamshell because the grid was oh, when okay. you were all in the room together, and the clamshell is when you had like the course material up top and the the grid at the bottom.
2: Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah, that's so been that, around
0: for forever. I mean, that's
2: so not, maybe I was a So I was there's a chance that I, my initial assessment was correct and that it was not taking place.
3: Uh, I feel like it's not really specified and doesn't really matter how specific it is in terms of like taking place because it did have some rather up-to-date stuff in terms of like her iPhone tech. And so I just Mm -hmm. think it's kind of like a, this is set in the mid 2010s and actually, no, actually wait, what am I saying? It's definitely set in like 2020 or whatever, or 2019 because there's like actual footage, um, that, I, that you can hear of them talking about like the primaries with like Ted mm. Cruz and et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. So, okay. Like,
2: so they, they have specified, but even still, I, I don't, I can't remember when it was written, but to your point about people, you know, you'd be surprised. Or I guess actually, wait, what am
3: I saying? It's like 2016. That's what it must've been. If okay. it's like Ted Cruz and stuff, it's like the, it's like the pr- run up to the Trump oh, yeah, election.
0: The, the, the previous primary. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: And I yeah. feel like I've seen a lot of things. Set in that time period for whatever reason. Recently, I think because was people a, don't want
3: to actually sit through the actual Trump years yet.
2: Yeah, it's like a touchstone or something. But anyway, so I think the reason I'm bringing this up is because you mentioned that you don't think people would be as extreme in their responses to something like that and their cruelty. And I think that the culture has shifted quite a bit in the last ten years regarding what it means to be plus size, heavy set, overweight, whatever. I can't speak necessarily to the gendered aspects of that because um, I think that bigger men are always treated a little bit differently than bigger women. But there has been much more of that, you know, the body positivity, love at every size, fat acceptance movement, all that stuff that has been very potent recently actually, you know, wanted to shift a culture that was much more anti-fat, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um So I think that maybe we are a little bit more sensitive now as a culture to bigness. You see way more visual representation of bigger people in a positive way now than you would have ever in like the early 2000s or the early 2010s. So I just think it maybe represents something culturally that the movie doesn't quite uh, like it's a little bit, as you said, dated or a little bit representing culture that was not, relevant to the actual time period it's set but it i think people would have absolutely done something like that um because now it's a little bit more verboten to be anti-fat or like uh outward sure like that. i can see that so that's just my take on it but and but again this is a movie that moves in extremes like i don't think it's a realistic in any way for the most part, but it still moves something. It moved me. And I, and I get why people wouldn't like it. If it's, if it, you know, there's sometimes where I can accept the bigness of something like, you know, watching this movie, for example, sometimes I can accept the bigness of say a Quentin Tarantino movie. Cause that, that has mm-hmm. its own rhythms and its own cadences. Sometimes you just can't accept it and that's okay. Like I get why people just can't, you know, swallow it if if something is just moving in these like major extremes. Can can I ask something? Yeah. So I I
4: I listened to a podcast recently. Um damn it if I can't remember. Uh if it, it was it wasn't it was pop culture happy hour, I think. Um and uh, I believe that's on NPR, and the two hosts were just absolutely railing on this movie. And one of the hosts is, uh I believe, or, or one of the co-hosts, or I think he was a guest at this point, but he's been off and on frequently. I think his name is Guy Brannum, 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 Guy Brannum. Yeah, he's a and comedian. he, yeah, he's a. F- fairly oversized uh, comedian. Uh, He's gay. He's written uh, a book about being gay and being uh, uh, oversized and all of these other things. And he was just absolutely lighting into this film. And one of the things that he was mentioning and, you know, I made the mistake of uh, not like listening ahead and not gauging the temperature of of the review because the review just like turned nasty uh pretty quickly on it and oh. I was listening to it with my wife as we were coming back from the film, um, which was not a not a great experience to just hear two guys just absolutely rail into the movie that both m- me and my wife uh, quite enjoyed. <laughs> and I <laughs>
0: saw this movie. really like can't wait to hear what these guys think of it. Yeah.
4: And uh, what was interesting was they were they were keying in on the fact that he is gay and talking about how It's taken so long to get like a variety of gay uh, kind of people on the screen and that this felt in a lot of ways like a step back um, for gay representation on film that he was miserable, that he was sad, that he was obese, that he was like all of these negatives. And what I found interesting is that yes a a piece of his identity is that he is gay and i but i think the biggest thing to me is not whether he's gay or straight or or any other you know uh category i think the biggest thing is that he's lost his lover and that he is incredibly depressed like, to me, him being gay is just it's uh, it feels so secondary to what this film is doing and what this film is saying in so many ways. But I that is that is coming from someone that is straight, that is white passing, that is, you know, all of these other things. So I totally understand that. Gay representation on screen is a huge, huge thing, right? We we just had Fire Island last year. That was like a big thing and people liked it or didn't like it. But that was a huge thing for like gay culture to have that be a, a major release, like up on Hulu all over the place all at once. Right. Um, but I, I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, if someone is saying that he's he's gay as like their first identifier for him, like, I don't know how. It's not that I want to combat that. I just want to like.
3: I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have to disagree with you here because, like, first off, starting at the beginning of the movie, we see him masturbating to gay porn, so it's Mm -hmm. automatically like signaling at the beginning, like this is a guy who is sexually attracted to men. The whole story (laughs) and his whole narrative is a literal gay trauma narrative, and it's about like him and his lover and the religious trauma that they experience and how it ruins their lives. And so, so like, that's an experience that he wouldn't have. In the same way, if you were a straight man and had a woman that had killed herself for whatever reason, there is something
0: specifically gay about this narrative because I really think that it would be that different. If like if if it was if it was someone who, you know, if it was a guy whose girlfriend killed herself because she had bipolar like disorder. Yes, because
2: yes, I think because that they the, didn't experience the context of oppression.
0: Thank you. I think that there's like a very
3: deep seated like history of these for these characters of like religious trauma especially if one of them is the son of a preacher who basically disowned him and that's what made this guy kill himself and ruined this other guy's life and so like that is all because they are gay there's nothing Mm -hmm. there's no other reason for that and so like the gayness is an inherent part of the narrative and that is one of the biggest problems for me is that it is just a gay trauma narrative and we have those we Mm -hmm. we got it last year with bros we get it all over and over and over with with what (laughs) well no one saw with with bros
4: Oh, bros. Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: And, and also, it is a like movie this. directed by a not-gay man. I mean, I know it's written by a gay man, but
0: it's... See, it's- to, to my mind, this is a trauma narrative that involves a gay man, but I don't... But the the trauma is because of gayness. That
3: is how it all played out. The trauma of his family life because he left his wife for a man. And that's and what ruined his different. relationship with his daughter.
0: Yeah, and it's, if he
2: had left her for a, a woman, it would have been a completely different response exactly. from the child and the wife.
0: I don't know if it would have been from the child. I think from the wife, possibly. I think that Ellie <laughs> has just like, I mean, she's, Ellie
2: has absorbed the homophobia of her culture just as much as everyone else.
0: But so then, is your is your I guess would the response to that be like? You shouldn't make a movie about this. You should make it better.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one, Dale. And I think that the. It's like, listen, everybody should be able to make art or whatever. But I think that if you are going to make art about a culture or about, you know, a demographic that is not your own. um it needs to be a little bit more sensitive to that context. And I, I, again, I still really like this movie, but I absolutely understand that, that critique. And I know that uh, the playwright and the screenwriter is a gay man. And, and he wrote this movie weirdly, I think as a response to his own minor gain, like weight gain at some point. Um, and I think he just sort of like was going through a period where he gained some weight. Cause he was depressed and like, he wrote this as a response to what would it happen if I just let myself go, which is like the weirdest narrative to me. Cause that's also like someone being skinny and not having actually any idea what it's like to be a fat person.
3: I mean, I think that he's, I, I think that it's that, but it's also him writing about his childhood traumas, whatever those are, because I personally think that a lot of gay narratives that are made are People making things for their childhood selves, not actually making things for a current conversation or current moment. And so that's another way that it feels dated, is that mm-hmm. it's like talking to a older version of this writer's gay self in a way. So Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I could see that. I just I I
4: almost a meta
2: narrative or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that I bristle a little bit at this idea that you have these two filmmakers making a story about somebody who has this experience that is so far out of their understanding or knowledge and and it's just like you I, I don't even know we know that artists can do that right like i am not mm-hmm. decrying the fact that this happens and people should do art and tell stories and whatever and not everybody has to represent their own experience then you know life would be boring but there is something missing here for me a little bit because it there's some lack of authenticity in the story that they're telling it's like they it feels like somebody watched you know my 600 hundred pound life and gleaned mm-hmm. ideas from that instead of I don't know
0: in what way does it feel like that
2: um it's so exploitative it feels like it's i
3: it feels like i understand what they're thinking
2: yeah it it because I
0: understand what they're thinking.
3: Like it feels like a like oh I figured them out when uh-huh. like it doesn't it's necessarily a
2: pervasive.
3: Like ha- do you actually understand what they're thinking as a fat person or do you just think you do? Because like that's what you have convinced yourself or have observed from like media or whatever of fat mm-hmm. people, and so like I think I mean, that as
0: that's... A, as a person who's who's fucking overweight, I. 100 this movie like was really on the nose to me like this movie gets it
2: and i'm sure that there are people who agree and, and i'm not saying i think it's it's like a totally and completely wrong version of a life of somebody who you know has sequestered themselves and is as has yeah, it's, it's not
0: a, it's not going to
4: be a consensus yeah. one way or the other.
2: Well,
0: that's yeah. the problem about looking at things like this in terms of like identity and having to like apply it to everyone is that like you start losing the fact that this is a singular character and it has to suddenly stand in for all these other things.
2: Well, yeah, and fatness and gayness are not a monolith. I agree, but what I'm saying is it it is still missing some nuance about this life because it wants us to be grossed out by what we're watching. Like we're they, it is directed in a way that makes you want to look away, but you can't. And that's How could you direct it in a way that would make you want to
0: look like.
2: Well, it it is directed in a way that it makes you want to look because it's so. uh, Almost like absurd. Like in the very classical sense of that word, how this, this man lives, you know, he is asking his. Like palliative nurse. To bring him food. um, You know, like. To meatball sandwiches or whatever she does again. And she knows that this is wrong and she still enables him, but it, it, it feels like uh, it wants us to watch Charlie and say, well, he did this to himself. You know what I mean? Like I would never do that.
0: But I think that I, what's I feel- powerful about the movie is that you look at this and you say, I have done that to myself.
2: I don't know if every audience is going to feel that way.
0: I mean, the people who've never, like, had any self-destructive tendencies, perhaps. But, like, you know, mm. you can't... Like, not everyone in every audience is going to feel every way about everything. Like...
4: Yeah, I, I think... I think... In in this particular case, he has a support system that is maybe allowing him to lean into his worst tendencies at times. Um, and... I feel like that is that is definitely something that happens. Um, this this is a very well-known phenomenon where usually overweight people also have a overweight spouse. That's that's or not a spouse, but, you know, a partner or someone like that. Right. Like um, how
2: alcoholics tend to stay married to each other because they have easier relationships than one person who's an alcoholic and one person who's not. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and and I mean, there are always exceptions to the rule. Robin, you you literally live in a a relationship, a yes, <laughs> where you l- married a tapeworm, and you know. <laughs> it, are you it,
2: saying it, that it, I am not a tapeworm? That is a <laughs> tapeworm. <laughs> but, I do. I know, just suck it, the life out of you
4: it is it is one of those things where a lot of times they they do have look like my aunt weighs maybe 400 pounds and she's five foot if if that okay um i've and you know what her husband looks like he's five six and weighs 400 pounds and like I've seen it start to devolve into their kids. I've seen it start to, like... It 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 being obesity? Yes, very much so. And, like, I've seen my cousin, like, struggle with that and, like, like try to like navigate that and you know i've as a someone that literally does personal training right now uh for my job because i lost my full-time position so i've fallen back on you know personal training and uh, at the gym like there was a time period where fat shaming was like the the cultural norm right like like to point and laugh and you know what i think some people have said is okay the reason we're shaming you or shaming people right this is this is their own internal justification um if if they even do it right some people just don't even interrogate that at all but it used to be that Okay, I'm shaming you because clearly whatever you're doing now is not working. So, what if we just publicly shame you? And it's like, well,
2: shame, that's, you into, it's a concern trolling. We're gonna shame yeah, you so you get your life together.
4: Yeah, and it's like, well, that doesn't fucking work either hundred percent of the time right it it may work uh, you know a point 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 zero decimal like you know percent of chance right it just like with anything right lightning strikes twice you know you know once in a billion times right it's going to happen but i think what now we've kind of like started to realize is that there is a lot of support systems around there and there is a lot of like Ingrained things where if you get one partner to agree to start to lose weight and kind of change their diet it is so hard to also get that other partner to do the same thing if like they're not on the same page right like and and they will pull each other down in a lot of ways right. well, it's like so
0: kind of dependency like that i mean like it's mm-hmm. you know like with with alcoholism it's like you got to got to want to make a change and like hopefully it's going to be just through like sheer force of will but sometimes it's got to get real bad and 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 like being around someone who maintains those those poor habits is going to i mean like there's nothing harder than like changing the way that you act every single day because you can't just like say like you know i uh, oh god in in 2021 like started eating a lot better and started working all the time. And I lost like a considerable amount of weight super quickly. And I was able to do that. And then like mid last year, I like fell off because <laughs> it's just how like your life works. And you know, you get depressed or whatever and you start to do the easy stuff again. And like, yep. so I put some back on, I'm not all the way back where I was. Thank fucking God. I've got to start doing it again. So like I have recently again, started to meal prep, and i'm like getting myself ready to get back on the erg machine to start rowing again but like a lot of a lot of the, a lot of what happened is that like i was alone like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I it was me and my daughter and my my daughter will love me no matter what the fuck i do so like there's nothing making me feel like i needed to like take care of myself and it wasn't until like you know i started talking with like my family and they were like look we love you but like it's bad, and you have a daughter mm. that you need to survive for, and wait. We don't have a they great...
2: did an intervention on your weight. It wasn't
0: like an intervention, but it was like there was a moment where like my father was like, you know, your uncle died of liver cancer that was exacerbated by his weight, and we have like a family history of heart problems, and you know, your mother had to bury her brother, like you know, and and you know your your cousin has, I'm not going to say what it is, but, like, has X medical issue now, and she's worried about him. Like, we're we're worried. Like, you know, high blood pressure runs in our family, which is, again, exacerbated by your weight. And so it wasn't like, you know, hey, we've brought you this ticket. Where are you going to get on this plane and fix your life? But it was like, when we bring this up, we bring it up because we want you to live, and you need to live for your daughter. And, like, yeah, like, fucking something has to change. And I was like, you're right. Absolutely. It has to change. And I did. Uh And I like, but like it, it was just difficult because much like Charlie in this movie, I was alone. And it's so easy when no one is there. And all you have is the like very negative emotions that you're feeling to kind of just look at as life as though there is no future and there is no tomorrow. And you just are like, whatever. It's like an entropy machine. Let's just run this fucking thing into the ground. But this is, this is what I found so frustrating about the movie. Is that
3: like, okay, maybe Charlie's in this space. But then we're also kind of told that his former lover, Alan, who killed himself, was also in that space. Yet mm-hmm. like, while... Charlie was still alive and Hong Chao's character was still alive. And like, so why, like at any point, did they not get him any help? And why did he keep like, there's so much about Mm -hmm. this that like, it feels like, why did he keep going back to the church? Why did he keep these people in his life? Because gay people have to make their own families if their families disown them. That's a very common thing. And so like, I'm really baffled why there was no interest in like these characters finding a life outside of whatever it is besides like losing themselves in depression. And
0: it, it just didn't feel genuine. Well, that it just feels like-, like a misunderstanding of depression on your part.
2: What do you mean? What?
0: Like, like it's so, Ill- oh, like you lost your family, like go find a new one. But like when you are depressed in that no, way, there, no, you but- don't want to, you don't have the energy for it. Like he's hanging around Charlie because he, is in love with him and they're like together, but like there is, there is uh, like, I keep saying entropy. There is a level of entropy and you don't, sometimes you don't want things to get better. You want to exist in the least amount of pain possible until it's over. And like, that's a thing that happens. And that's like what Charlie's doing that we watch through this whole movie. He's he it's, you know, when, when she says like, let's take you to the hospital and like start working on this congestive heart failure. He's like, "No, it's I don't want to. I don't want to go out there. I don't want to see it." Like, could they save his life possibly? But the 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 emotional toll it would take on him is to his mind not worth it. Like that's and that's how you exist sometimes. <laughs> like that's how you live. Like, "Oh, you should go to a doctor. You should do this. You should fix yourself." But it's like, "No, fuck you. I don't want to fix myself. I'm I'm happy to go." Like this so is So what it.
2: you're saying is that or what your interpretation is that depression is just as much of an element of identity in this movie as his fatness or his gayness or his, you know, purpose as
0: a father. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I I mean, I I,
2: I agree with you, but I'm, I'm just
0: right. And that's, and that's, and like what you're looking at is these two men in, in an attempt to, to find happiness with one another ended up detonating their lives. And you, you kind of have to think at some point, like, was it worth it for that, like looking at the fallout and what it's done to them? And I think that only those characters can know in their heart whether it was. And, you know, you have one character who died th- through um, like an ascetic kind of, of wasting away, you know, which is definitely going to kill you faster. Than going in the opposite direction. Well, he threw himself off is, a bridge. Right, but they were saying like he was losing so much he had, weight. Yeah, like anorexia.
4: He was... yeah, yeah, and that was that was something that I was kind of confused by because they seemed to be blaming, they seemed to be almost hinting that the church did it and not like the church like like gave him so much you know bad energy and and negativity and like disproved of it and then that led to this but like that the church actually did it um so i was i I was a little bit confused yeah yeah Yeah. and and that's why i was like that doesn't feel like that feels like a like a, a a really weird thing to start adding into this film and they kind of like detoured off of that. I felt like, um, or I could have just misheard it a little bit. Um, but yeah, he was like, he had multiple things going on. It sounded like beyond just depression, but yeah, the it sounded like he was wasting away at some point and just stopped eating. And, um, and that's yeah, another th- sort
2: of like writerly irony that I can see being annoyed by in this movie. Cause it's so, it's so, still- Playish, mm-hmm. like that's something you would see in like a Woody Allen movie it's like here's the one that dies of anorexia and so mm-hmm. as a response somebody just like eats themselves to death like it that is rolly for me as much as I like this movie I I get why those are things that would just you know be like a death by a thousand cuts but I I want to kind of veer back to kind of what you're saying Brian which is whether it was worth it or not and I think it's not really a a question a lot of people can ask themselves because if you don't live your truths, and I hate using that that phrase, but if you don't, then but that's death in and of itself. If he yeah. had stayed married to his wife and stayed with his daughter, but like loved this other person, that that is a death. A lot of people die by suicide because of these things. Whether it's because they don't transition gender or whether they stay in a a, a beard a, a beard relationship or whether i don't know they're just <laughs> like trapped by the the religious oppression that they experience in other ways like at some point you have to make a choice for your survival and it just so happened that the the choice that they made in the context they made it still ended up killing them
0: yeah that's how it is sometimes
2: yeah, I suppose. I, no, I mean, it's still, well, a lot of people also die because they make these choices for survival and the world just can't handle it. I suppose um, I just, the world is cruel.
3: It's still like, I, I take your points and I wasn't trying to say like, Oh, well, they could just fix him by getting him meds before he jumped off a bridge. But like gay people don't live in a vacuum mm-hmm. and to me, it was just like, oh, well, these are the only two gay people in this city. And so they're the only two and they have nobody else in their life. And I'm all that's in his life. And it's like, that's not that's yeah. not real.
0: I mean, you, you keep talking about them as gay people, but like one of them also was like in the church and and to all intents and purposes seemed to like the church. And the other one is a teacher who and had likes. a
2: community that way.
0: Right. But there that's are true. plenty of religious gay people. Right, absolutely. I'm not saying they're not, but what I'm saying, this guy had a life that he loved, even though there was an 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 aspect of his life that was not accepted in it. You can't so easily replace that. Like the 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 you can't easily replace
2: the cult you were born into.
0: Yeah, no, I mean you can't. Especially if you're born into a cult, I'm sure it's very difficult to get out of that. Difficult. Oh, damn it. Robin I think Robin he's is just still mulling that <laughs> that portmanteau over.
2: Um, it's just that like puns hurt me. Oh, good. It doesn't mean I never do them. It's just I'm you a you would call masochist. them punishing. Hey. Oh Jesus Christ. Um. It's a low bar for her. Hey Oh, oh God. <laughs> this is driving me wild. Um. I don't know. I'm I'm I you're making me caught here. This is like Brian and the Glass Onion episode where he's just like I God,
3: that awful movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no.
2: So I I also did not like this movie at all. But
0: wait, what was
2: that? So no, what I was saying is I hated Glass Onion and Brian liked it, but the more we talked about it, the more Brian was like coming to the the light side. Well, I had and... already
0: had like my misgivings about it, and I was just like, eh, yeah, like you know. And the more I talked about it, the more I was like, yeah, it's and especially just I don't know the things. As we you got peel back the
3: layers, on, you realize there wasn't anything there. Yeah,
0: exactly. It, yeah, it was much more <laughs> of like an empty stylistic exercise than Knives Out was. I just, it just, it, it felt like it had like the the trappings of Knives Out, but like missing the soul that made Knives Out particularly good. Oh, definitely couldn't agree more. Yeah, what so a, like what a boring movie. Um
2: Yeah, I was so bored. So, but I also
3: was yeah. bored during this movie and I'm sorry. Like I You're, I accept your apology. Well, okay, like, what was
2: the context y'all watched it in? I saw it on the big screen. What about at you home.
0: At, uh, at home. On okay. not a DVD that was sent to me. Same. Mm-hmm. Theater. Okay. Did you so, say no Did real... you say theater?
4: <laughs> yeah, theater. What, what's wrong with that? I, I
0: don't know. I usually say it theater. No, it's, it's such caramel. a greatest
2: generation. <laughs> I've only heard people in the greatest generation say theater, by the way. Uh, yeah, only really people old.
0: who fought the Nazis are allowed to say theater. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so... so I You don't
4: of, know me.
0: That's true. I fought it a Nazi. It could be Benjamin Button for all I know. Yeah.
2: So when I saw it, the movie was just so... I mean, literally huge. Not that, and, and I'm bored a lot going to the movies. Don't get me wrong. You know, I seeing Wakanda forever just like killed my soul. It was so boring. <laughs> but,
4: I enjoyed that one. Oh, so I felt it was too What's long. To it was um, too long.
2: Yeah, but but this movie was just like, it totally blew me away. But I could wonder, maybe if I've seen it at home on my tiny, like 55-inch TV maybe it isn't 55 inches. I don't know, but it feels tiny to me. If I would seen it there, then maybe I would have also just been like, ugh, like, well, I think that seeing away.
0: anything at home is a difficult thing because like, you know, you've got a lot that's vying for your attention. I was super excited for this movie and I put it on and I was wrapped much in the same way I was wrapped during blonde. Like I just, I, I even meant to be like, Oh, he's I get this guy
2: get some... by the way, everyone The yeah. man loved blonde.
0: I did. Mm-hmm. I loved blonde. Um, he I also like, loved Mank. No, I fucking hated Mank. Are you kidding me? Oh, who who D- liked, no, Mank? No ar- <laughs> liked Mank? Someone liked I wasn't
2: around then for that. I thought it was okay.
0: Wasn't Mank literally no. last year? No, yes. it was
2: 2020.
0: Oh, what? Jesus.
2: What? What's, What's wrong with really? y'all? Oh, yeah, look at that. 2020.
3: Anyway. Jesus. The movie wow. about the depressed right? was alcoholic
2: like, was one of the least... Depressing movies of the movies that came out that year.
0: Mank was yeah because yeah, no. Mank was
2: like the fun movie of the Oscar race that ugh. year. Look, that was no Madland.
0: If you want a funner 2020 movie about alcoholism, look at The Way Back.
2: uh It's not Ooh. called The Way Back.
0: What are you talking about? The Way Back. The Way Back. The Back.
4: <laughs> the Way Back. The um, theater. <laughs> the theater. <laughs>
0: I mean, so I saw this at home and I I loved it. It was great. I so you know maybe it be the same for you, Robin. If I saw this in the theater, I'm pretty sure I would have actually just like balled my eyes out.
2: L- l- let me say cry. something against my will. I cried.
4: L- let me say something real quick, Robin. The fact that you called a 55 inch TV small, your grandparents are like rolling in their grave. They're just like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? A that's bitch. a movie. That's a movie screen. That's- like it's a 55 inch. A 55 inch. <laughs> Uh, TV is is I would it's like call
3: that
0: the smallest TV that you're allowed to buy. Yeah, nowadays.
3: TVs are big now.
2: Yeah, and you oh, get so thirty queen, inches okay. all over the place. Okay, Robin, queen. please,
0: <laughs> you cannot start this show out talking about nutting and now calling yourself a size queen.
2: I'm also a little wooden boy. I think we established that last
0: episode. Jeez,
2: <laughs> um, oh, 55 but, is tiny. If it's not 85, go the fuck home.
4: What's Jesus happening Christ! Happening right
2: now, <laughs> I want I a know. big TV. This is a whole thing right now. We're trying to figure out. I would, how I to would call that. I,
0: I would to, like, call that a medium. Talk to your husband and be like, dude, Robin, you need to get her the bigger TV.
2: He is. He wants one. He also wants one. It's, oh, okay. it's going to take some reconfiguring of the living room, which we're not emotionally ready to do.
0: Oh yeah, no. Once we find a good <laughs> living room, the thought of having to reconfigure it is like exactly to you.
2: Exactly. My books. I literally said to my aunt and uncle, "Like, oh, and no, then it's gonna be a whole thing. Like, I need a, a console that's gonna hold our books." And my aunt goes, "You have books? <laughs> like, yeah,
0: like some <laughs> like, sort why? Of poor person or a library? <laughs> I, no, I, I you're like
1: know.
3: Ashley
0: I, Tisdale. You just
3: buy them for decoration." Yeah,
0: yeah Robin. I mean, Robin probably. puts them in backwards so it has this nice neutral aesthetic.
2: <laughs> oh God, you sick, y'all. I mean, to be fair, I do read mostly ebooks at this point in my life, ebooks and audiobooks, but no, I'm not getting rid of my books. They're my babies.
0: Yeah, no, I, I still buy books. What's funny is I will buy the hardcover and then buy the ebook so it's easier to read. I oh hate God. reading hardbacks. Yeah, hardbacks are the fucking worst. So I, but I like really want to like support Cormac McCarthy, I guess. So I'm like, all right, right. I'm going to buy uh, better. Really, yeah, better. Needs your, really needs your support. Yeah, that's, dis- that's
4: the man.
3: I've ever met. <laughs> I, I bought a Jonathan Franzen novel because I just knew he needed the money
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> thing is, is is court like is Cor McCarthy like rich like if, if we confirmed that. Is that like nine I mean, year old man I, I, doing a? Right? It, it does it, it
4: does it does not need to be rich. It just needs to be. Can you say his name and people go? Oh yeah, I know who that is. That tells you the level of wealth he he should have if if he did not mismanage his own uh, situation. I,
0: know, I feel like he lives like in a cave under a bridge, or maybe I'm just confusing him with. I mean, that's the that's all
4: he needs, in a typewriter. Maybe. So. maybe it's out of choice.
0: No, I mean that's yeah. the thing is I think he's doing it like on purpose. I think he lives like in a caldera, you know, hunting <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he, like just mo- he, he, he just wants no he wants saying the word caldera put Robin into laughter.
2: <laughs> he just he wants want, like a little fucking like gremlin. <laughs> who can only survive on the steam of the earth. <laughs> <laughs>
4: he he just wants a real life, no country for old men to happen where someone just finds a giant bag of money and out in the middle of nowhere in Texas, yeah. just and like someone oh, fuck. else finds a cattle gun. <laughs> and he's like, this is how I want my ending to be.
0: I think he lives like Charlie lives. I think he lives in an apartment that is very dark there's a pigeon that comes by
3: and he just sits around rereading the same boring essay about a boring book over <laughs> and over and over again. But
0: it's not a boring to him. Read? It is not a boring essay about a boring book. It is like, no, I get that. His, I get that. Yeah. But like, it's his daughter. It just, yeah, yeah. it's his daughter. Correct. <laughs> it's his daughter. <laughs> it's his daughter. <laughs> like, there's
3: a certain point at which like,
0: <laughs> his
2: daughter's <laughs> on the water. <laughs> you murdered my And he's daughter. waiting for
0: his pizza order is order okay yeah.
4: anyways see, daniel what, what are you piece, saying <laughs> honestly i don't know where i was going anymore <laughs>
2: <laughs> i, I so one thing that i'm reading this boring ass book okay anyway oh okay, yeah yeah well up. i was just
3: going to say that like it there's a certain point at which like on the like seventh mention of moby dick i was just like i get it there's art that's better than yours i get it
2: i get it you love dick Let's move
4: on. <laughs> Robin.
0: It's, okay,
2: can we talk uh, about think... the Moby Dick thing here, though? Because
0: I, I would like needed? to. Yeah, sounds great.
2: So this sounds like a book that Brian would cream himself over because he Dick. loves whaling. <laughs> I do
0: love whaling.
2: Uh, there is a whaling museum in Massachusetts, if you ever visit. I know. Um, I have. I was supposed to read this book in senior year of high school and my dad had a stroke and it was the only book I never read that I was assigned in high school. So I still have feelings about, I don't know, the one that got away, the white whale. L-O-L. O. You're,
0: you're a white whale, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: Moby <laughs> Dick is literally my white whale, but I still haven't read any of it. Um, I enjoy it. What you what you read it? What about yeah. you, Daniel?
3: No, I haven't read it. Uh, I have. So you're I'm saying aware it's a
2: boring of... book that you've never tried?
3: Well, no, but I'm just saying that like. I'm aware of it as a cultural artifact. I'm aware of the very boring chapters all just about whales and that people mm-hmm. find that interminable. And I understand the analysis that is being done here. But it's just like, I don't know. I got tired of it. Okay.
2: The, the references in the movie. Yeah,
3: I got tired of the references. And I mean, just it bangs like, you over the head. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just... I didn't care about the Moby Dick stuff. Cause also like, I haven't read the book. So like, it didn't really mean much to me and like, whatever. I get that. It's not even really about the book. It's about his relationship with his daughter who I hated, but
2: whatever. (laughs) Well, so did her mother, apparently.
0: Well, her mother was she's like pure evil. And I, that was was the
2: best twist. I think. Oh my God. Yeah. It was
0: the, it was the greatest.
2: So in the movie, just for the audience to kind of remember, um, Brendan Fraser, You know, he's he left his wife and his daughter. He's trying to reconnect with his daughter. Turns out she's like a total termagant or whatever termagant. I don't know how to pronounce that. She's a virago, she's a horrible kid. Um, and she's what are
4: these these
2: these words?
4: Jesus,
0: no, they're English. Read a book,
3: Robin. You did not say any words that made sense just now.
0: (laughs) What is it, A a termagant?
2: A termagant or a termagant? I can't. I don't and know.
4: She
0: said a, a a Virgo, a harsh-tempered, overbearing woman. A termagant. Termagant.
2: Yeah, you try uh, it. A virago, whatever.
0: I still
3: don't know what a virago is. Googling it, it's a company launch. I know uh, what a Virgo by is. The University of Florida. I'm a termagant.
0: Virgo. In the Middle Ages, termagant or turvagant was the name given to the god. Which European Christians believe Muslims worshiped? What? (laughs) I don't think that's okay. Well,
2: it was obviously the definition you read aloud of a horrible woman. An imaginary um, deity
0: of violent and turbulent character, often appearing in morality plays. So she's one of those too, because this is definitely a morality play.
2: So, points to me anyway. So, I get that she's this type of character. So she comes into his life. She's totally verbally abusive to him, but he's so addicted to this abuse and wanting to connect with her that they forge this relationship. And he's constantly told that his, that uh, you know, her mother does not want him to have a relationship with her. And so they they have to do this all like clandestine thing, um, you know, where he's tutoring her while trying to, you know, have a relationship with the daughter that he hasn't seen in like over a decade. And then, Finally, this like the mother comes to the house, and you're like, "Oh shit! Everything is just like blown up. Now he's never going to see his daughter again because you know the ex wife is going to be such a stereotype of an ex wife." And Samantha Morton comes like, you know, running in, like, just kind of blows into the scene, and is like, "I didn't want you to connect with our daughter because our daughter is a horrible person, and I wanted yeah. to protect you." Yeah, she and like
0: took a like, picture what of the him. Fuck? She took a picture of him and put it on Facebook and was like, there's going to be a grease fire in hell soon. Which can we just all laugh at this movie? Try to make us believe that
3: a child is still posting something like on Facebook.
2: That's why I thought this well, movie was set in like 2012. <laughs> like it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The movie
2: didn't make a lot of sense, but in that way. Um. But my point is, it's like, again, it's like this writerly. No, she's a, supposed to be like a goth kid or something. Um, Anyway, the reason she's supposed stuff, to
4: be a loner. Yeah.
2: Yeah, a loner Angry. who's just like nobody a, a likes
0: termigan. her. A termigan. Which
2: usually that character. She's just a her character.
0: Girl. She's just her character
3: in uh, that Netflix show.
2: I never saw it.
3: Stranger Things. She's just her Those Stranger are. Things character. <laughs> no. I'm kidding, but only a little.
2: I mean, the funny never part once is that. To Kate Bush. It's like a weirdly <laughs> feminist thing to see a character. Like this, who everybody hates, and it's usually a boy that's like the weird loner kid that is uh that nobody you know can stand. And this time it's a girl, anyway. What I'm trying to get at is Yay, that, that whole <laughs> sequence of I was trying to protect you, and our daughter is horrible, and you know, you should have no relationship with her because she's gonna eat you alive. Like, again, that's like a writerly irony thing that you know we're totally upending the audience's expectations. And even though I know I was being extremely manipulated by this, you know, plot point, I was still like, oh, this is interesting. And hey, Samantha Morton, like, you're so lovely. And they have such a nice exchange in that scene. Like, yeah, they I have don't know this really like, like
0: familiar warmth to them.
2: Yeah. She
3: was my favorite part of the movie.
2: She was great. She
4: she is really good. And and like Robin's saying, she diffuses a lot of that tension that you yes. kind of expect. Um, even even at the point where like I love this little shorthand where she asks him I can't remember what what she says, but she's like, Do you have any? Or something along those yeah. lines. Do you and, have any? Yeah, that's and, like what and he it, says. And he's like, he's like over, over the kitchen sink, and so she immediately goes gr- and grabs a bottle of vodka. And you're just like, oh shit! Like there is, there is a real shorthand here that like they did not have, like presumably they have not seen each other maybe in five years maybe maybe more you know and it's just like holy shit they are right back into their like old ways right um in a lot of ways um but they almost seem to bring out the good in each other in in some ways like during this time um so
3: well, yeah, I, 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 well, I would say that for, to this film's credit, yes, in that scene, they certainly do, because that's at the moment when we like as an audience begin to understand all of the actual different things going on with the like, oh, well, I actually didn't want you to know her because of this. And I didn't actually because of that. And like we kind mm-hmm. of actually understand their motivations in a way we hadn't before and have just been like having his mo- understanding of motivations.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it, it. It is that kind of troublesome thing where like people aren't talking to each other and they're talking, you know, past each other. And sometimes, and like this seems to be kind of like you know, I asked you how your day is, and you just you know don't tell me. Or, you know, I asked you how my daughter is all the time and all you say is good. And it's like, yeah, I tell you that because I don't, don't want to like tell you, you. Know. <laughs> yeah, she is a monster. Like, like, what do you like? And, and that is such like a heartbreaking scene to like see him. But it it doesn't deter him he's like no she's amazing <laughs> and you're just like oh my god that is only something a parent would say about you know their one guy one damn kid or something well, like but that
3: at the same time though like the, in that scene we are seeing the like oh well actually that could be her motivation and she could actually be a good person that like the mom isn't actually able to see because of what she's putting on to her daughter
4: Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe she's not seeing past what you know. She's she's kind of fallen into those rhythms, and you know, that means where- she's
3: and she's possibly like projecting her own judgment of Charlie onto her daughter, saying your our daughter is going to be awful to you because of how I think about you yeah. and your size.
2: If you well, like I- this movie more than you think you did.
3: I was about to say, you're making a lot of very good insightful... (laughs) Yeah! Just because I can watch movies doesn't mean that I have to like them.
0: (laughs) um... That's Ryan's whole ethos. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Yes! Just because I can watch them doesn't mean I have to like them. And I can like some of them, and then
3: also just not be able to like them because of when we see things like just write something fucking honest. Right. That just felt
0: so heavy-handed to me.
2: is heavy-handed you're it's right. like I either you're like, with it or you're not and when you're if you're ab- not when you're about I to die that. i think
0: you stop being subtle about shit which is actually me semi-quoting a uh suicide note that i found of a friend of mine's oh
2: jesus christ
0: and yeah, that's was- the episode folks
2: <laughs> oh no that's just that's when brian gets started <laughs> no Wait, there's kidding, one there's
0: one reference to my friend he just himself. opened this the ricotta a lot. <laughs> so yeah cool. it was it was what's funny is actually that it does kind of like play into that, is that, like, I found a place where my friend had written, like, Mm. you know, I do all this stupid stuff, I'm really trying to, like, destroy myself, and then he, I don't even remember, but just to let you know what kind of pretentious cocks we all were, he said something along the lines of, like, uh, Hunter S. Thompson didn't succeed until he stopped being so subtle about it. Hmm. So, like, there you go.
2: (laughs) So, So, we all probably agree to some extent that the writing may not be the totally best thing in well, the movie. I like, think,
3: I see, yeah, I think the, the writing's movie. better than some the, of the other stuff.
2: Well, oh, what I was gonna say is maybe it's the acting that drew me the most into this film because I thought that Fraser uh, was really phenomenal. I mean, and I obviously I have feelings about fat prosthetics and all of that, but he's well, such like, what's the, a delight.
0: What's the i what, What's the problem with fat prosthetics? Is we're not gonna ask someone to endanger their life to put on that much weight are we like no how else but to it does it?
2: it sometimes looks silly just like from a pure visual level. I think they actually did a fine job in this movie like I don't but there are times where you know it, some some people consider it almost like brown face or blackface where it's just like okay it's not we're you know people who are heavy set are good enough to make movies about but not good enough to hire. To but play. you're not hiring
0: someone who's a little heavy set. Like you're hiring someone who is so heavy that they're going to die. In this of
2: particular it. film, yes, but there are plenty of examples where the prosthetics are not as extreme, but they still put padding on people. So I think they... it's,
0: it's, and any person who ever equates it to like brownface or something is fucking insane.
2: I mean, I don't think it's, I, I think that there are power dynamics. And cultural dynamics that probably make that an extreme comparison. I do think that things like blackface, brownface, yellowface are more painful and more harmful than probably, you know, somebody in fat suit because of the different aspects of, you know, structural oppression, blah, blah, blah.
0: Also, you're born <laughs> a certain race or ethnicity. Yeah, like, but some people are also immutable born with characteristic. certain... i i
4: I think i think cultural norms change over time and like it was very common for different people of you know latino heritage to play like oh he he plays a cuban and oh he plays a mexican and you know like look at pedro pascal's like background right and look at all the different races that he's played and you're just like or no he's not a good example um the guy in uh Damn it. Um, I, he had a Marvel show. He had a a, a uh, Oscar yeah, a Marvel Isaac. Oscar, yes. Isaac yeah. Oscar Isaac has played like everything underneath the sun. And that is like, even now, there is still like grumblings about like, really? Like, see, I think w- the, what are we doing?
0: Like old Hollywood, so, like I Italian think the best would play literally every. Hey,
2: Bradley I Cooper think... is just put on a Jewish schnoz to play like Leonard Bernstein. Nobody's gonna say shit about that.
0: I I think the best comparison. That That feels weird. I don't like it. For me is like pictures.
3: For me, it's straight actors playing gay. Mm -hmm. Which like it's not actually a problem, but there's like a way in which it is a problem only through the lens of like not necessarily understanding experience and not that every actor has to like have inherent understanding of what it is like to be gay but like there is some work that needs to be done in a like in whatever way for actors to be able to play that and so i think that sometimes that just feels like it's not there when it comes to like something like a fat suit
2: yeah, it's, I, it's just I, something that makes me roll my eyes more than like, oh, well, you know, this movie should be canceled and I'm like, I'm going to boycott it. Like, sure. And you're just like, okay, another one of these whatever yeah, yeah sure, I, 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 think, I think i think the fact there probably not a lot of 600 pound working actors like that is well true. but
4: but that's that's that is that self fulfilling prophecy kind of kind yes. of you know fallacy thing that's going on there where it's like yeah we don't have a lot of obese actors because when we have an obese person on screen a lot of times that person is portrayed by someone in a fat suit and then it's just like it's it's this self perpetuating cycle, right? It's like, why don't, you know, like Daniel's example about like having a, a straight person play a gay person. Well, but why don't we go get a gay actor? Right. And I think the biggest thing is not necessarily, why don't we do this instead of this? I think the issue is movies are a expensive medium, and especially if you want to, them to be commercially viable. And the issue is a lot of that money is tied to straight white men in Hollywood, right? The financiers. And they're like, I don't care. Find me the best rated actor. And a lot of times, you know, that, that, draw the audience draw is going to be again that self-perpetuating cycle it's like oh yeah this guy had a had a netflix show he's hot let's let's put him in his and it's like but he's straight who cares and it's like well someone cares like you (laughs) You mcgregor
2: playing halston
4: yeah i I mean yeah
2: that's a great example mcgregor
3: i love him i mean ryan murphy loves loves straight men so <laughs> God, again yeah.
2: you're the most het man that's ever existed Halston the designer the fashion designer
3: yeah did you not watch the tv show where they said the word Halston
0: every five have minutes have you
2: never heard <laughs> of Halston the fashion designer no
0: I've never I as you keep saying I am a, a straight man so like yeah
4: until the tv show I had never it heard of
0: him but yeah. on
2: wailing y'all just <laughs> again, I am a
0: straight man and we all want to destroy large animals <laughs>
2: and we all want to harpoon the bitches. Yeah, um- <laughs>
0: <laughs> brain juice, <laughs> gotta get that brain juice. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna live forever.
4: Mm-hmm. No, but I, I definitely take, only
0: take have to have, like Daniel's one example dose of brain juice, or do you think you have to take it like over and over and over again?
2: Oh, we're talking about the avatar thing, Daniel. do have you seen that? Movie? I
0: didn't see this. I didn't see the new one. No, oh, so you don't know about okay. the, the whales with immortality juice in their
3: brains? No, but uh, so this movie, so Avatar 2 is Moby Dick,
2: it is actually Free Willy, <laughs> it is yeah, literally free, free Willy, Dick. and Free Willy is being hunted because it First has all, some its name oil free in Free Willy. Brain. Its
0: name is Willy. And they're trying to free <laughs> the whale that is named no, Willie. No.
1: He is named Free Willie. name is no. Free Willy.
0: <laughs> Well,
4: but. God damn
0: it. The dragon is not named Pete. Pete but is Brian, the boy. The dragon is. Brian.
3: I, I hate to break it to you, though, but once they have freed him, he, he is Free Willie.
0: Yeah. Right,
2: exactly.
1: That's still not
0: name. <laughs> That is a descriptor.
2: So there's, there's
0: Free Willie, the Willie who's been freed. There's Free Willie, the name of the movie. And then there's imprisoned Free Willie, which is when willie's in in (laughs) whale jail that's like free (laughs) willie incarcerated free willie (laughs) pre-free willie
2: pre-free pre-free willie so incarcerated uh, william in in free willie the colorful one they uh lobotomize this whale creature and out comes this like pouring of just Pure melted blubber out of Beautiful, its brain. Beautiful glowing
0: piss. Yeah. Everybody starts smelling <laughs> right, like ambergris. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: basically ambergris, and they're like, mm, "This is like we're gonna send this back home." And what does it, it make you more immortal? No,
0: they're like this, this, this. Uh, you know, it's what
2: Peter Thiel does to young boys. Like, yes, so they
0: exactly. get, so they get, they, so they they drill into its brain. This is like a whale-sized whale. It is like not like a small whale. There's, it's like a group of people standing in its whale-sized whale. open mouth. Yeah. And they pull from its brain like like a soda can's worth. (laughs) They pull a soda can's worth of this glowing piss liquid. And the guy just says offhandedly, this is why we're here. This stuff stops human aging. End of explanation. Oh, wait. They say that's that's all we get. That's why they're killing the whales.
3: So they're killing the whales because they're amber greedy.
0: Yes. (laughs) No one. I,
4: I, I get it. I get
0: it. <laughs> it was a little too much of a stretch for me. I I understood, but I you refused. Know, to it laugh.
2: works for me. It's fine. Uh, as far as puns go, so yes, someone's no gonna
0: be bailing you out.
2: Oh, <laughs> God, this is hurting me. Anyway, so speaking of whales, um, yeah. <laughs> back to the whale. I forgot I how we even I got started on the I branches.
0: think that uh, so to go back to what we've been talking about, while well, well, before we move on to whatever we might be moving on to, I just like I there there are overweight actors in Hollywood. I don't think you're gonna like consistently employ someone who's 600 pounds, and I I don't for I don't see any issue not asking. Okay, not to that put on Chrissy that. Metz
2: I, is as, 600 pounds, but she she has a career. She is probably honestly cool. like in terms of Chrissy Metz, who's Oh, Jesus. She is on. This is us. Okay. She plays a large woman who is supposed to have some kind of weight loss surgery at the very start, like in the first season of the show. And then she ends up having, you know, like legitimate storylines not related to her weight, uh, like her career and her marriage and her children. And what a novel idea. Yeah, no kidding. It's like revolutionary, honestly. Um, and she's a bigger a- actress than we typically see even among like plus size actresses. Um, I don't, I, I couldn't even, do, it's, it would not be fair of me to guess her weight or guess her, uh, size, but, but she's generally do it anyway. like a bigger woman. <laughs> um, but she does have a career, you know, she's been in other things besides this is us. She has a, a large fan base. Um, she is a working actress who could probably be in a role like this, although I don't, I don't think she could play, you know, somebody who's 600 pounds without prosthetics herself. Uh, and she actually did use prosthetics when she was playing, when she was on American Horror Story Freak Show, in which she played a member of the freak show. Um, yeah, talk about, yeah, well, anyway, that Ryan season. Murphy. <laughs>
0: Ryan <laughs> um, goddamn Murphy.
2: <laughs> yeah, back to him. So, so there are actors out there. Uh, they're just, you know, we're talking about like a population of one or two.
3: Right, it's like sometimes you have to forego the identity route to the uh, who's the best actor for the role route, mm-hmm. and that's okay.
1: Yeah,
3: uh, when it comes to things like this, for me, as a fat gay, I am fine with this. Also, I'm happy for Brendan. I have enjoyed him on Doom Patrol, and so I'm glad he's getting <laughs> to do have more work.
2: I love him. I like. He is probably a lock. For the
0: Oscar at this point. Um, I mean, who is his competition? Well, Austin Butler.
4: Hold on, hold yeah, on real hold quick. On. D- Daniel, did, did you, you liked his performance?
3: I didn't hate it.
4: You didn't hate it. Okay. I,
3: it's not like I was like, oh, God, yes, he needs the award. But honestly, sitting here, I'm like, oh,
0: there's who else would get it? Um, okay, lasagna. Let's get out of here. All right. No, we're not talking about more lasagna. Is there anything else that we want to talk about? I don't know. I feel like we've, we've, uh, we've meandered around. Ricotta. A lot. No, we're not talking about more ricotta.
2: I think our feelings are very clear on this. And it was a very interesting discussion. And it made me think. Think about what? <laughs> it made me think about... More deeply about the film than I probably... Thought when I was watching it. I don't think my opinions changed, but I also think I have a better understanding of some of the cues and cultural I don't know like aspects of this film that I understood but didn't really like deeply think about at the time.
4: I understand better why it's for others.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I- I-
4: i uh, i would like to see like just i don't know it's funny because i think a lot of people are like this should just be better and for some people it's working and for some people it just flat out isn't um it's it's hard to find that bridge between those two two kind of opinions um it's tough, but I appreciate you sticking around and, and not bailing honest <laughs> us, because like you were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, it's
3: been fun. I enjoy fighting and having an opinion that is not shared with the group, especially when it's the correct one. Um, so <laughs> this has been a great time. I've so really enjoyed it What's it been myself. like
0: for you to do it this time when it was the wrong one? Touche. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a great episode. Very enjoyable. Um yeah so let's uh let's wrap it up don't forget to go to mubi.com slash film to uh get a free 30-day trial subscription to movie where you can watch results uh which following the whale is a movie about a guy who runs a gym <laughs> god damn it <laughs> well, i mean like i don't know like it, it is it's, i didn't plan this um but yeah it's actually that movie actually it, it for a guy for like it, i don't know just go watch fucking results and listen to our podcast about it it's great I think the way that it actually talks about, like, the use of exercise and, you know, not even losing weight, but just, like, you know, improving oneself is actually uh, very well thought out, very well done. Um,
2: Wait, so hold on. Before we end, I just want oh, to ask. Every time we... Robin
0: does this, we talk for another 30 minutes. No, no, so no, no, but we didn't do... get
2: to the you, important...
0: you do this too, Brian.
2: <laughs> yeah, bitch. Okay. I just want to say one more thing, which is what did you actually think the last 30 seconds of the movie was about because I.
4: Oh, him know, floating?
2: He. Well, okay. What happens is, you know, he's having his like legit heart attack. He's dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, the light. It's a direct on.
3: mirror of the beginning of the sh- play where he has the other, the kid reading it to him. And now it's his daughter reading it to him.
2: Yeah, yeah no, I. Yes, but like, what do you think is happening in actuality? Is he so overjoyed that he starts floating and, or is he, is this like a death moment where he's just like finally allowing himself to, you know, have like the, you know, if, if the beginning of the film is La Petite More, then is this the actual More?
0: Le grand More. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the big death. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. I think, That's what um, I thought. yeah, I'm pretty sure he, he, he died at that point.
2: Because um, like Brendan Fraser's he, uh, Oscar, I'm sorry, his uh, Critics' Choice Award speech was like, if you're obese, you should just stand up and see the I light. Think he said
0: obese. I think he said. He no what said
2: you're... no. He was like, "If you're big."
0: <laughs> All right, I'm looking this up because it was
2: not. It was. It made me cringe a little, but I mean, was like, so you want everybody to see the light and die?
3: I definitely took it as he died because then it cuts to that memory of them on the beach, and it's like, why else would we be cutting to this after like a white light, if not for just like that's how we remember him.
2: Mhm. Yeah, it just yeah, again, Which, it's like either you're into the the theatricality or you're just like shut up.
3: Well, and for me it's also that any movie that ends on a beach just makes me think of um whatever happened to baby
4: jane. So <laughs> Is if the opening
0: like, Wait a second. Uh, of this? On. This, it, so what he said is, if you, like a guy like Charlie, who I play in this movie, in any way struggle with obesity, or you just feel like you're in a dark sea, I want you to know that you two can have the strength to just get to your feet and go to the light, good things will happen.
2: Not everybody who's obese is in a dark sea.
0: But he's not saying obese and in a dark sea. He's saying or in a dark sea. Okay. Yes. Like, it
2: was a little fat phobic, honestly.
0: I don't, that's not a real thing.
2: Like, what? That is a literal thing. And if you don't think it's a thing, then you have fat phobia internalized.
0: Great. Wonderful. Maybe that'll help me continue to lose weight. I don't, I don't like fat phobia is such a stupid fucking idea. It's not, it's, I don't know. Like, this again, we can't get into this now at the end. I've already started I guess, doing the plugs. It's insane.
3: I, I'm I'm so curious though. What do you mean?
0: What do you, what mean you fat define phobia as exist? fat phobia? Like I saying think, like, hey, if you are Abusing and harassing morbidly somebody obese, for being
2: a big person. Well, that's being a denigrating dip. them, not like... thinking they have humanity. But it's specifically because of their fatness, not just being a jerk because you want a power up some of someone. It's specifically because you think that you have some moral uh, power over someone because they are fat and you are not, or you just are fat phobic because you've absorbed the abuse and harass that you think is prevalent in the culture, and you think fat people don't have any humanity. I'm not saying you, I'm just saying like people who are fat phobic.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't agree. I don't think that's, I think that like people will make someone fun of someone for being fat because we look for when we are trying to abuse someone, an aspect of them that we feel that they are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the most vulnerable about. And
2: yeah, that's still fat phobia. That's exactly
0: what it is. But like, you're not like, <sighs> I don't even know how to discuss this. Like, it, you're not, you're not attacking someone for like an immutable part of their personality. And you're not attacking someone out of a sense of you're different and therefore worse. You are actually like glomming on to something that is like, that is, that is like, I don't want to say wrong, but like is like not good. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. how so, to put What you're it saying
2: better. is you're just targeting for somebody for the most obvious way in which they are quote unquote different or other and has actually nothing to do with their fatness, even though their fatness is exactly what makes them marginalized.
0: Yeah, probably like I just don't think that the concept of someone being fat phobic
2: because like, most sure people are fat phobic, that's why you feel that way. Because it is so prevalent in our culture. Well, that's a mm-hmm.
0: convenient way to completely it does, like, ruin it, an it, argument. Like it I, does, I, I but just...
2: I'm just saying, like because it is so pervasive. Because that you it's don't not even see good it. to be
0: fat. Like it is, That's like saying cancer phobic.
2: That like, is but... the weirdest. But that is actually, first of all, it feels fat like what defined you're defined s- in all sorts of ways.
0: <laughs> it feels like what you're saying
3: is that, like, because you can lose weight and not be fat. Therefore, it is a thing that is more valid to judge critique. people on. I wouldn't say no because then, I else.
0: like I said, you're still an asshole. But like, I think that applying the term phobia to it is not correct. I don't think that. I think that just throwing phobia at the end of stuff, in that it um, implies fear.
2: Yeah, in I think it, people are afraid of fatness. Mm-hmm.
4: They don't in understand it. <laughs> They don't understand it. And and I think I think the issue that that is very easy for some people to to wrap their head around and for other people's they struggle with is that a lot of times fat people have tried to lose weight and they have done everything underneath the sun. A lot of times they've done thousands of different methods and and.
3: trials
4: and dangerous
3: yes Yes. and 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 like like this
2: is with eating disorders are people that others would consider fat or overweight yeah Yeah.
4: and and the idea that like this is something that you can change about yourself is it it just doesn't hold true for a large majority of people that are severely oh obese or even just standard obese like it's unfortunate because the idea of calories in calories out and all of these other things like there is a little bit of a like a math problem but the issue runs so much deeper than just like tracking just what they eat there's so many other things going on which is why a lot of times and people don't like hearing this but a lot of times they will go on medication to help them and that is not seen in a lot of like people that actually treat obesity i know quite a few doctors that like do this for a living and like there's a stigma around using medicine to help people lose weight. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with people? It's like well, no, take the medicine. Like it's why it Ozempic is so hot right now. Yeah. Why what mm-hmm. is so
3: hot? Ozempic.
2: It's a diabetes weight loss.
3: It's a diabetes drug that has been used by that has now taken on like a second uh, use for non-diabetics as a weight loss drug because apparently it basically
2: apparently it's prevalent in Hollywood. Yeah, it I just suppresses was, your appetite. When I was at the does. Critics Choice Awards, um, like somebody at my table, like one of the celebrities and I won't name her. She somebody in the table was commenting on like one of the presenters saying, oh, she looks great. And the actress said, oh, yes, yeah, because of her diabetes juice.
3: Well, and like the thing <laughs> <Jesus> that's Christ. <laughs> yeah.
2: And well, the no, thing that's actually really funny such a bummer
3: about true. that, though, is that like, OK, so these people who are in Hollywood who are on this diabetes juice are all using so much of it that that diabetes juice is not available mm-hmm. to the people who actually exactly. had diabetes. Right. That's yeah. and so, awful. And so like that is, that is fat phobia
4: in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People are, are people afraid so of, scared of, of getting fat yeah.
3: that they will kill people who are fat so that they don't have to <laughs> get fat.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's, I just, it's I, I would, I, I, I chafe at using the the concept of phobia. Fine, just call way. it
2: anti-fat discrimination. Fat hate. Yeah, just call it fat no, hate. That's
0: worse somehow. Fat hate. It's just fat fate. Hate. It's yeah. fate, yes. Yeah. No, it's it's look, I have I have a friend who, because of his time in the military and a very like demanding on his body job, has a difficult time doing exercises necessary to like get his weight down, so he actually like went in and had surgery in order to get it down. Because again, it's not yeah a healthy. Thing loss to surgery me, is pretty common. But like, there are people who will say that just by dint of wanting to lose weight, you are being fat phobic internally. Like, and
4: that's I'm sure there are people a lot of will people... people will misuse anything, yes. right? right? Like,
0: like that doesn't that doesn't negate to be it. Be more careful about the words that we're using.
2: Fat phob. There's nothing wrong with the word phobic apologize for using that
0: word. It is. I didn't ask you to apologize a for it. Work. I just think that I would. I would say most of the times it's used, it's a. It's just a. You've it's never a even heard of this
2: before I introduced it to you five minutes ago. What are you In, talking about? It,
0: People have been screaming about fat phobia for like three years. At the very least, you
2: said what is that? I don't know what that no, is. I said like what is that? Like, no, it. because
0: like that's not like to my mind, it is almost always used as like just a scapegoat to shut down any conversation because people would rather talk about things like, like, uh, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Every time that it gets brought up, it gets brought up in the terms of like, we're going to turn fat into an identity. So it becomes another protected thing that we're not allowed to talk about. But like that, it's like, we, we used to talk about like obesity in America as like a crisis because it was like causing other. And it just got worse because like,
3: that yeah. is a problematic way to talk about it, to solve the problem. Like maybe it is going too far that we are saying that like fat phobia is, like we are labeling it that, but at a certain point, like we need to unlearn it so much that like, we maybe need to go too far in the direction of like, we need to shut about, shut up about everything about fatness so that like we can all unlearn that. And that's difficult. And so I think that, like, even us having this conversation right now on a podcast about a movie about a morbidly obese person who dies and the, like, grotesque way in which we are supposed to watch that and feel disgusted Mm -hmm. or not by it is, like, all a part of the water that we live in that is fatness.
2: Daniel, I could kiss you right now. Yes. (laughs) Like, that is a beautiful encapsulation. Beautiful.
0: But so, how do you, what do you mean by like going in the complete opposite direction? Or like that's the water that we swim in that is because we shouldn't be necessarily
2: talking about this in terms of like Daniel said, like crisis, because then that becomes uh, that it becomes a stress factor that adds to the way that that, that, and that essentially worsens the and problem.
3: Yeah, it exacerbates it as opposed to makes it better because you know what stressed people do is they cope with stress in unhealthy ways, such as eating, overeating. And so if you are letting someone who is obese know that this is an epidemic in America, that is not a non-stressful situation.
0: Right. But then how do you talk about it in a way that addresses the issue and seeks a solution if you say that asking people to lose weight is fat phobic? Because maybe we need to talk to them about something besides their fatness.
2: Yeah, like... It's not, maybe it's not really about the fat, but maybe it's about the nutrients that you...
3: Well, and it's not even, I'm not even saying like we talked to them about the food they eat. Fatness, if you are struggling with obesity or with some overweight issues that you can't deal with, that is a psychological issue that you need to talk about because it's not about the food. It's about something else. That's always what it is. I mean, like most of my
0: weight gain is because of like an insane amount of depression. Like Right. And
3: so... What I'm saying is we need to stop talking about it and we need to talk about these other things. We need to talk about our mental health and how we like live healthily in a psychological sense as opposed to talking about like your
0: physical health because right, that is something we have counter, overprioritized so much. I would counter that when I started working out I did feel psychologically better. Like and I would count what happens. It. So, like that is a thing that like there, there is an interconnectedness to those two things. Like the mind and the yes. body I mean
2: endorphins and everything right. like that yeah. do diminish but like, depressive symptoms. I nobody's, ha- oh, but nobody's arguing that. Right. No,
0: definitely
3: not. I think that like if you get out and exercise, then great. That but the thing is that like working out isn't going to solve your weight issues because it's not it's not about that, it's about food. And That's that can always also become an
2: addiction too. Like a lot of people over-exercise as part of like say an eating disorder. Yes.
4: They go okay. in the opposite direction. No, you,
0: anything yeah. can be disordered if you if you do it too much, which honestly, if you recall, Bill, like, I don't know, when I first started, or not when I first started working, but later on I was like, legitimate question, is it possible to drink too much water? Like,
2: mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> us yeah. talking about that. The answer yeah,
4: is I, Yeah, and in fact, uh, more people have issues with over hydration than they do actual dehydration yeah, that's that's a very common myth that like oh people like actually get dehydrated no because usually like, it's oh, the opposite direction
0: cups of water a day but it's like if you eat a cucumber like there's water in that like you need to imp- yes you need to intake water but like it doesn't have to be in that way and that's like that's the thing is like we think about things all wrong because our brains are wired for a survival state that we're no longer really in. And but so, I
4: think what Daniel's Daniel's ultimately like hinting at and and kind of like pegging is that Daniel depression
0: or all, all, God all. God damn! It. Oh, God damn it. You know, Bill said it, and I was like, Robin is going to pounce on this. She's going
1: <laughs> to pound on it. that thing. She's,
4: She's going gonna- to Pinocchio all over it. Um, <laughs> Anyways, but what he's saying is the the result is maybe obesity, but the cause is something other, right? And so, like maybe we need to treat that. Um, but
0: right, but he also I don't know. Just said it's not food. Also, like right, is- no,
4: but it's it's about food.
3: In I. When it comes to like the literal math of like losing weight, it is about calories in versus out versus like working out that you can't like work out enough to and just eat and lose weight. That's not how like sustained weight loss works. But what I'm saying in a like that's separate from what I'm saying about the psychological sense of like we need to get away from thinking so heavily about food, period, and think about like the other things that have gone into why we have like created these habits that have gotten us to this place and things like that, because as you,
0: yeah, I I agree with, I agree with that. Like, again, like, you know, looking at my own journey through that, like when I, when I stopped looking at it as like, you know, this is just something that's wrong. And like, you know, when I started like really drilling down into it, you start to find the psychological reasons you're doing it and how to avoid those. And it like, like I said earlier in the podcast, like the hardest thing to do is to change the way you act every single day. You know, that's not a silver bullet. You have to actually go in and, like, you know, it's like therapy. It's like you know, you gotta you got to do the work. You got to keep right. coming yeah, back you have to turn it's, it
2: into but, habit. And but, 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 but the okay. thing is that it's well, so
0: it's therapy though. Can we that's the thing. Just is stop it's,
2: pretending for a second that this is a, a totally individual problem because we do put a moral emphasis on the way that people want to quote unquote treat their bodies. We when we in fact live in a food and economic system that makes it very prevalent to eat foods that are actually really hard for the body to process. So it's, yeah, you can say to somebody like, yeah, just go to the farmer's market, just, you know, eat sustainable foods. Like that's going to fix all your problems, but we, we don't live in a society that can financially manage that. We have been handed a, a structure in our food system well, look, that I makes can't it even, very, very I, difficult. I can't even
0: imagine what my life with my daughter would be like if I had to, like, go into an office every day. I'm fucking fortunate yes. as fuck that I get to stay at home because that means I can, like, make meals for us.
2: Yes, and like, actually and I lost is... 20 pounds during the pandemic because of, partially because of that, because I was finally getting sleep, because I was finally drinking yeah, exactly. enough water, because I was finally, like, you know, cooking for myself in a way that didn't feel like I was in a rat race. This but actually just a me problem right this, this is folds, a society problem
0: i mean this folds back into like our don't worry darling discussion of like yeah you know there, <laughs> there has been a sh- there's oddly enough there's been a shift in the last like you know i don't know let's say 60 to 70 years wherein there is just more of a stress on every single member of the household and there is just like no sense of like like balance like you know you know like if if i had to if i if i as a single dad had to go to work and then pick my daughter up and then come home and probably get home at like 6:30 like at that point like am i going to cook a meal like no fuck no and i'm i'm not i know my brain i'm not going to be able to like meal prep a bunch of sous vide bags or slow cook things that I'm going to leave in plugged in all the time speaking of this is us that's how you burn a house down and kill your dad um Mm -hmm. (laughs) spoilers spoilers for this is us a a TV show that I'm not sure is even still on anymore it is Um, not (laughs) like probably like five years ago um the last of us is on yeah I played that game I don't need to watch that TV show that that game was a TV show
3: um yeah I listened to enough game review podcasts that I don't even need to play it
0: (laughs) I mean yeah there you go um you can so what was I yeah I mean like uh shit what was I going to say Yes you're you saying were correct that, like, Robin. You under, yeah. It is it is difficult to do that like it, and that's but the, so one of the reasons why I chafe at like throwing out things as phobia right is because Oh because you're a literalist? No not because I'm a literalist but because it almost always is used as a way to shut down a conversation There there are people in the on on the internet who would call this entire conversation and us even stating the fact that, um, you know, obesity, while not a moral failing could be the sign of a problem. And speaking of it in any way that is negative is fat phobic. And the reason that you use that word is because you don't want the conversation to continue. And that is not the way to do things. And it, it becomes a cudgel that you use to end a kind of discourse. When you do that, which in things like homophobia is good because you are calling someone out for something that is not a productive thing. You know, like that's like, why would you like, it's not something to fix. It's not a problem. Like any kind of statement against it is a phobic thing. But if we're sitting here and we're saying like, there's a mental health problem, there's a food access problem, there's a lifestyle problem that's being caused by the society that we live in and the way we've allowed things to progress. That is a conversation that leads to concrete steps that can be taken and a deeper understanding and hopefully better lives for people like you know i wouldn't even say like healthier but maybe just like happier but if you are able to just jump in and say well this is deeply fat phobic i don't think we should talk about this like then what is the response to that like your response uh, then is to say okay i'm fat phobic
2: like piss poor like if you do anything like that to shut down the conversation, then I think that it then you're not actually like exercising a lot of like intellectual prowess. Right. So Correct. you're not you're preaching to the choir here. Uh, but I yeah, don't think any we of have us a are straw using, man
3: on our hands.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but again, that's why I using the against... words to shut down the conversation. We're using it to open up the conversation, if anything. Just saying.
3: Like we have told you that it's fat phobic and then you were like, wait, what? And we have now broken it down and had a conversation about it. And so like, really, it has spurned more discourse. And I think that's because like we're actually having a conversation versus like having this online, which is
0: is because
2: I think of how many calories that I have burned yelling at you, Ryan.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. But the reason we had that is because I pushed back against the term. (laughs) No, the
3: reason we had this conversation is because I asked what you meant when you pushed back against the term and then said, actually, no, we should just wrap this up.
1: Mm-hmm. And well, yes, so because
0: like, I, as I, you were ready to just push it away. Right. As I, well, yes, I didn't want to get into it because we've now, as I predicted, spoken for another 30 minutes. Robin honestly my favorite 30
3: minutes of the
0: podcast yeah robin said i have one more question and i said oh god every time this happens we talk for another 30 <laughs> minutes and sorry I that right. i bring up important topics why can't you do it at the beginning of the podcast
2: because you wanted to talk about lasagna
0: no bill wanted to talk about lasagna i'm huh. that was confused me. <laughs> by the lasagna discourse it's super easy you eat the lasagna I- you take a break you have the turkey Oh, wait, you do the lasagna first? Oh my god, we're not talking anymore. I
4: thought thought y'all said that you have the lasagna. I thought thought the lasagna was after.
0: No, I tried so hard, so many times, to walk you through the literal course structure of an Italian Thanksgiving, and you got hung up on is the turkey in the lasagna? Is lasagna wet bread? It I is. didn't ask that. <laughs> no, I, I don't think anybody that. asked it. We stated it. Yeah, yeah. it I was, was not a that,
4: that, This is bad oh I do not sign off on this. Okay. <laughs>
2: All right, we got to get out of here now. I I need tiramisu. Speaking of being fat.
0: Oh, you know what? I realized I never got to see a picture of. Your why do you not, hey, Why do you say it, it
4: like oh, that? I'll send that to you, K. Brian. Yeah, please. Send it, should be, me. it should be It should be tiramisu. Why did you? (laughs) No, I hate it. (laughs)
2: Stop, You're right. It's tiramisu. It's
4: not miso soup.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mary Beth Beth McAndrews has a cat named Tiramisu. Let's get her on. Let's ask. Speaking of wet bread name. No, no, that's flan flan is more of a wet bread, isn't it? No, flan Flan is a custard. custard. It has no bread in it. Oh, I'm thinking of tres leches cake. Shit, never mind.
3: Which also has bread in it.
0: Yes. We anyway, write us in with your favorite wet bread at podcast at the Robin, do you have any other Horse questions? like
2: it to us? Yeah, why are you such a bitch? <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. Uh, internalized fat phobia. There you go. Yeah. Um, that's all for today. Um, did we have? We all agree that he died, right? Like that was the yeah. question that sent us down this. I'm pretty sure that yes. he died. But I think R. that P. there is that that what basically his last moment was achieving a victory both a most emotionally and physically, and that that is like what he was saying in in his speech. And he he was coming from a place where he like you know he was saying that before that that he was like in the wilderness that like you know he needed something to draw. Yeah, him
2: back I'm not and, shitting you know. on him. Like, yeah, it's a nice sentiment. It's just also a little bit like fat phobic. oh it's a little bit like all <laughs> well, fat people need to just fix them their shit i don't know there's you know and also fat fit, fatness but is not saying, a monolith he said like,
0: struggle with obesity so if you fully accepted it and you're not struggling with it he ain't talking to
2: you. oh my god stop being robin, a semanticist
3: robin i hate to break it to you but actors aren't the smartest people
2: oh you know what that is true
0: oh my final question so diabetes juice so this medicine is not like a pill it's a juice it's a it's I an know, injection. I, oh, it's yeah. an injection. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a juice. <laughs> yeah.
2: What? Yes. All, all liquids are juice.
0: All. Li- <laughs> all right. All liquids are juice. So if you've got wet bread, you've got juice bread. Um, mm-hmm. write us in with your favorite juice bread.
2: Ricotta's juice.
0: Ricotta <laughs> is a suspension <laughs> within a juice, right?
2: It's utter juice.
0: Utter juice. Yeah, that's Jesus utterly amazing. It's more like.
2: <laughs>
1: Okay.
0: Lasagna. Um, fucking, you know, Daniel, thank you so much for putting up with this goddamn nonsense. No, I had a lot of fun. Thank where, you for having where me. Where do you live? Are you on the East Coast? Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. Alright, yeah. So you, me, and Robin are all in the same time zone. So it's 10 30. I think it's time to stop. Yeah. Oh, we're let's in Brooklyn. Get out of here. Uh Crown Heights. Oh, okay, nice. All right.
4: I have to wake up at five AM. So Why?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's get going. Yeah, all
4: right. Because I have to
2: coach. All right. Yeah, he does CrossFit. This was like the whole thing about Bill's like knowledge about this is that he's part of the like weight loss cult.
0: He's or part of it? the end. Yes, he's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God> damn it! Don't tell that. Oh goddamn it! Exercise is inherently fat phobic. Yeah, like Bride
2: has his Catholicism. I have my. Uh, I think I have I wailing know, more than reporting. I have Catholicism by this point. <laughs> I have my maximalism. Um, Did you say Ma- maximalism? Maximalism.
3: Oh, she okay. said maxillism. I did, she did say maxillism. Say
2: maxillism. She did. I, okay, okay, I did have, because I'm having maxillofacial surgery on Wednesday. So, excuse
0: me. <laughs> I thought this was like another thing, like a turmeric or whatever.
2: No. <laughs> what was it? That was just a freak of a
0: mouth. A Virgo. Mouth. <laughs> um,
2: Verga. A Get a, read, read a book. I, I don't books. know what books
3: you're reading, Robin.
0: I don't know what yeah, books you're reading.
2: I don't know either. I just either. read Janice Dickinson's memoir. I am that much smarter
0: now a term it also appears to be some sort of lizard Termigen. bug from warhammer 40k so maybe we can look forward to seeing that <laughs> in henry cavill's new amazon prime show uh yes yeah. henry's
3: is cavill's it... new project that has no creative team attached to it because no one actually wants to work with him
2: yeah because
3: he <laughs> dares to let i don't know i have lost the the thread on that whole. i'm so sad because uh, he is my hot dumb boy and i loved the witcher but
0: uh he's awful
2: He's supposed to be pretty toxic to Yeah, him.
0: he's like a toxic misogynist. So my understanding was that he was just upset because the writers were trying to get away from the source material. So of course all the fanboys love him, but I don't know what any well, of that means. So spoiler
3: alert, the fan material is I mean, the source material is terrible.
0: The Witcher?
4: Yeah, that know. book is yeah. that book is bad. Oh, it is right, it, it is book. not easy to it's read. It's known to be
2: bad.
0: Well, it's in like yeah. Polish, isn't it? Like, you know, well no, so like the the writing is turtle
3: yeah that's that's it exactly we just we all hate it because of the polish yeah <laughs> i picked it None up of us it can wasn't read in it. english it was so <laughs> yes. hard to read <laughs> yes down with all of these books in different languages <laughs> uh,
0: man. anyway so this but, has been yeah. uh a, a roller coaster ride to anyone out there who's still listening thank you and why um well, I've already done our plugs. I think, right? <laughs> I did movie before Robin was like, "Let's talk for another thirty minutes." But anyway, movie Mubi, m u b i dot com slash film stage, Patreon com slash the film stage to give us your money. Uh, Robin, what are we talking about next?
2: I think we're gonna do a knock, knock at the cabin as our next film, but we'll see.
4: Fuck yeah. All right, just saw so, a preview so for that.
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of new M Night, so I'm a I'm 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 all over it. I also really like uh, what's his face,
4: the Harry Potter kid. No, <laughs> no, Dave
2: oh, Bautista. Oh, I forgot Rupert Grint is in this.
0: Yep. Oh, I okay. I was like, was Dave Bautista in Harry Potter? I, <laughs> I do like Dave Bautista. I
2: almost said John Cena.
4: I was gonna say I was gonna say that he was Hagrid, but uh R.I.P. R. Yeah. Robert Coltrane oh, or R- yeah, Robbie Robbie, Coltrane.
0: Robbie, yeah, yeah. John Cena is Bobby in the movie, Robbie. but uh, true to form, you can't see him.
4: Uh, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, I I still like I hear that joke and I'm just like, eh, you know what are coming. we doing? It's coming as as a society. Just like why why did Robin this happen?
0: Apparently, okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I need to watch it's a YouTube a breakdown form. on like what what that whole thing is because I just like you can't see me but I can so I I don't understand what's going on.
0: It's a space psychological thing. Let's leave. Let's. It's over. Um, I think we're at the point where I ask people to uh, tell us where they can be found online. So Daniel Schrader, where can you be found online between now and the next time that you're on here? If you ever want to come back
3: sure thing uh my i'm on twitter at uh, rough Trade. that but that's spelled with an a, oh, dare you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> for the wordplay,
3: it's for the pun so um it's a gay pun so you might not get it but it's rough trade. Uh, yeah. i know it.
0: don't don't you, you know come on <laughs> give me some credit. i know some
3: things <laughs> so yeah that's where you can find me <laughs> Some things, you know, some.
0: I know, like, one or two things. Um, what's Yeah, who's next? Bill Graham, where can people find you on the places?
4: Uh, you can find me always mixing it up on the Slack channel where I've already posted uh, the wet bread thread. Um, yes, that really? that rhymed. Yeah, of course it did. Cool. And I started off with Tress Leches, so thank you for that. Yeah, um, you stole mine? Yeah, <laughs> of course it did.
0: Um, Is it in the food channel? Never mind, I'll find it.
4: No, no, it's just in random. Um <laughs> uh you can also find me on Twitter at cablebfg but I don't tweet very much uh especially since that's apparently still a dumpster fire right now. Uh I am not joining TikTok anytime soon. Uh you can find me on Instagram at billstagram as well. Um I was going to vote in uh the online film critic society uh you know thing uh but I didn't get their emails because i unsubscribed to <laughs> their weekly request for uh links and i don't have links so i think i unsubscribed for my awards <laughs> ballots as well uh so that's a thing hopefully Hopefully, I didn't fuck that up too much. So, uh, look forward to seeing what my numbers will <laughs> be, <laughs> be. Yes, even the nominations uh, will be a surprise to me. I'm surprised so,
0: yeah. that, uh, I'm, like, it's not like Robin where she received like a gilded letterpress invitation <laughs> to arrive. <laughs> Robin, where Listen. does the where does the voting take place? Is it like a nice place or is it like a weird concrete square?
2: Uh, this. One happened at the um, one of the MIT uh, school buildings. So like basically a classroom.
0: No. So concrete square it is. All right. Well, Robin Barr, where can people find your, your work online?
2: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at R O B Y N B A H R. And you can also find me on letterboxd at the same name. And you can sometimes find my writing at the Hollywood reporter. I just did a review of the Sundance documentary on the Indigo girls, which I really love. So you can check out my review. I love them. Great doc. Enjoyed that film.
3: Can't wait to watch
4: it.
0: it Can't fun. wait also. Um,
4: is that man. green or blue? What?
2: It's a it's a blue. It's a blue-purple.
4: It's a blue-purple.
0: Okay. You don't know what indigo is?
4: I'm just trying to categorize it.
0: It's, it's the eye in Roy G. Biv in a rainbow. It's the second to last
4: color in a rainbow. Well, Biv isn't
3: really Biv anymore.
0: Oh, man. Man, first Pluto, now Biv. What is yep. it now?
3: <laughs> well, indigo is just... It, it indigo is not a color we care about anymore
2: yeah i agree. wow it's just blue purple
3: it had to indigo <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like
2: we do
4: <laughs> we're bad guys i will kill
0: you bill <laughs> um so as for me i can be found uh on my uh my twitter's at brian geroen facebook brian geroen uh letterbox brian geroen everywhere brian geroen um deeply, deeply uh, uncreative when it comes to usernames. Also, uh, don't forget that you can find every episode of this year's podcast over at thefilmstage.com and uh, you know if, if you want to have some whiskey that I made, go to inkwellwhiskey.com. So, thank you very much, Lee's Dunn, for joining us and tune in next time.